Hi, everybody, and welcome to All This and the Oscars 2, AwardsDaily.com's podcast on the Oscar race. My name is Sasha Stone. I am the founder of AwardsDaily.com, and I'm here with our editors, Ryan Adams, Clarence Moy, and Mark Johnson. Hi, guys. Hello. Yay. Hi. <laughs> hi. Sorry, it's been so long. But... <laughs> so we are on the eve of Oscar nominations of the absolutely longest Oscar race in their <laughs> history and in our history. I've never had, you know, when I first started, they were in late March and so late April. They've, they've had them in April before, but they've never had them quite as late in April before. Um, mm -hmm. I, I looked at the dates. I think that's right, but I'm sure, you know, maybe somebody knows of a later date, but as far as I know, that's the latest um, I think that the Academy's idea was that it would all be over by then and that there could be an actual ceremony. And so they hedged. Yeah. But had they any idea that it would that we would see our worst covid numbers like in November um, and there was no way there was going to be a ceremony. So. Um, so, yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about that um, in terms of the failure that was the catastrophe that was the Golden Globes. And then, you know, <laughs> I feel like the Oscars are the last ones and in the crosshairs, it's like <laughs> we got Golden Globes and BAFTA and now Oscars. But um, but we're going to talk about nominations, what we think is going to happen, how close we think it's going to stick to the quote unquote status quo or the conventional thinking or the group think or whatever you call it, consensus. And uh, we can just go through category by category. Yeah, um, sounds good. Yeah. So first off, I'd like to start with the kind of tension that there is around this, uh, you know, the Oscars and BAFTA and the Globes and, and you know, how, how bad do you think it's going to get in terms of whether or not they meet their, um, you know, the, the requirements to satisfy what people think should be an inclusive Oscars? And, and you know, what do you think that's going to go? Do you think it's going to put, or, or do you think that it's just such already such an inclusive slate that there's very few ways yeah. that they could go wrong with it? Yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. I, would agree I kind with of that. think I mean, so too. Yeah, it's, it's a, we all of the front runners that we expect to see. It would be absurd if if enough of them didn't make it that people would have complaints. There's yeah. there, there's plenty in every category. There seems to be plenty of ways to to click off a, a, all the right boxes to satisfy those kinds of people who are looking for that. Mm. Yeah, and and particularly this year, there's the opportunity to nominate a. I think here for two unseen amount of Asian American actors or Asian actors, oh, not necessarily sure. Asian American actors, but you know, you know, many people from Minari, of course, Chloe Zhao from directing Nomadland. Um, it's 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 inclusivity beyond just the traditional definition of it, which I think has just mostly been focused on uh, black actors and filmmakers. Mm. That's really important. Yeah, I mean, I think that it, there was even some disappointment last year that more of the actors from Parasite didn't get recognized except for except by SAG Ensemble, I yeah. guess, or did they? I can't even remember if they, they got didn't. if they won. No, they yeah. didn't. Yeah. No? Okay, yeah. So that was disappointing. And it would mm -hmm. be even more, I guess, more so this year because that seems to be a group that is sometimes we forget to even mention because they're not, it's just not brought up as often. Yeah, I, I know we don't need to talk about Parasite, but I just wonder what you guys think about, uh, did the campaign for that film mess up that opportunity? Because I felt like they just focused on 
um, that one actor whose name is now completely escaped me. I apologize. But um, when a lot of people I talked about didn't think that he necessarily gave the best performance in the film. Mm, I think right. myself with Parasite, the problem was um, similar to Mank, actually, is that there aren't a lot of really big part. Like it's, it's a very much an ensemble and mm -hmm. it's, it's sort of hard to single out yeah. any one actor in that movie because they all are working in tandem all the time and they're all so good. You know, it's like, That's but I true, think right? that the daughter is probably somebody who could have gotten a nomination. She was great and she was a star, mm -hmm. you know, she could have gotten in um, as a supporting character for sure. Um, if they had done it right. So to your point, um, yeah, I mean, I think that, that with Parasite, it was such a shock probably for the publicity people that it was even in the running <laughs> for Best Picture. Yeah. Um, it, it was a huge shock. I think when, when they got the standing ovation at the uh, SAG, I think it it really was like one of those moments that you rarely see in, a, in the Oscar race where something just immediately comes alive right before your mm -hmm. eyes and suddenly it's like a force to be reckoned with. I mean, I think that's happened like Shakespeare in love that's happened in the Oscar race before. It's just, you know, we saw it play out and, and we were all paying attention, but, um, but yeah, I mean, if it had been a more conventional, people tend to put movies in boxes, you know, like parasite was in the foreign language box and it would have been, right. you know, lucky to get out and screenplay and director, but people weren't really thinking of it beyond that. Um, not to say that the pundits always decide, but I think that the publicist might have thought that way, you know, um, mm -hmm. what can they get? What, what, how does it, the pieces go? And, and to that end, I think that if you guys feel like it, we could just do a quick thing on, on what we think about the BAFTA choice to use a jury to pick the actors. Um, basically what they did was they, are implementing a uh, kind of philosophy or movement actually called equity. And that is what um, Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris's administration is designed to do. It's about equity uh, as opposed to equality. And it's pretty much a hot button topic in America right now. If you pay any attention outside the bubble of the left and you listen to what people on the right are saying, what they're complaining about, not just white voices, by the way. But so equity is... Um, uh, this idea of equality of outcomes, meaning the way that they describe it is, let's say um, you give everybody a bicycle, but one person is in a wheelchair and they can't ride the bicycle. So, you know, equity is figuring out how everybody can ride a bicycle as opposed to just the people who can, who can fit on a bicycle and ride it. But it's tricky when it comes to um, actors of color and people of color, because then you're saying that they are, you know, they are at a disadvantage and that they are, you know, that they need that kind of help to even out the score. Right. So I have kind of mixed feelings about it. On the one hand, I understand the concept and the need for it in terms of government policy. But when it comes to the arts, when it comes to awarding films and isn't it better to um, make it about a more inclusive uh, voting body and films on offer rather than changing the vote outcomes so that you can meet those demands. Well, I think, I think if that's that your last sentence there really, really nails it because I think that's what we have this year. I think we do have plenty uh, of quality. Yeah. You know, sorry. I said, I agree. I agree. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know. That's why I, I, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I was about to jump in and say this year is especially excellent because there's plenty of opportunity for, um, that are just so many outstanding films made by uh, people of color. 
I think possibly the only time, the only the only way the equity would come into play would be um, perception and visibility. That there may be some, maybe there may be some voters who, for whatever reason, are have not been exposed to all the greatness that's out there, mm. and to help them find those films, maybe they're they need an extra nudge. I agree. But I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not crazy about the jury system either at all. But I do think that it has. For instance, there were some movies that the BAFTA nominated that I had not myself been aware of. Yes. Yeah, right. And so I'm glad to see that happen because apparently they're just outstanding, and I'd, I'm embarrassed that I that I missed even hearing about them. But I'm. It's, it'll be great to seek those out and find out what what the deal is. Right. And so in that sense, I think that. It has had had it did have some advantageous aspect to it, but I don't really like overall. I don't like the idea of it. I, I think. Well, it, if, oh, oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say I think it would have had a much more advantageous impact if it had been done earlier and if it had been done um, before the voters voted. Like, why not have the jury select the initial nominees and then have the voters pick the 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 actual nominees, because what you had was a really bizarre, distorted version of mm -hmm. what they define as best. They weren't looking for best. They were looking for, hey, look over here at something you haven't been looking at. And this thing mm -hmm. is really good, too. And that's great. But you know what? That's the job of the critics. And the critics had an entire year to look at these movies. They knew they were there. They just didn't choose them. And they were aiming at equity, too. And they were aiming at inclusivity. But they didn't think that these movies were best. And we take our cue from the critics, right? So it's not just that, you know, bloggers are racists and BAFTA members are racists. They they take their cue from, from everything that's been gathering along in the cons consensus that was already trying to be as inclusive as possible this year, more so than it's ever been. And so I think it, it subverts the word best for instance, Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman not getting a nomination or David Fincher in Best Director, like, you know, that they're punished because they're white. And I understand that they're not really punished, but you know what I mean? Like it's somehow it's it's wrong to nominate them. It, um, it's like this. We're faced with the same situation when we have six or seven favorites in a category and we don't know who to who to who to who to exclude who to drop we we face that every year in every mm -hmm. category there's there's the situations like that where we have to make painful decisions and that's sometimes that's just you know somebody has to go there's only if there's a if yeah, there's but only six, why would you five pick off slots. the top person why would you pick off the best one you would do that because they you were doing equity you were you were guaranteeing equality of outcomes and or just making sure that people who weren't seen or weren't noticed suddenly got noticed but that helps for about five minutes people know about it in this tiny little circle but they can't build a campaign they can't become a contender um you know the the five pictures that they picked for best picture were still all white casts it just to me had a look of um of self-servingness to the BAFTA voters to get themselves off the hook so people would stop calling them racist. Like, I just didn't feel like that's what an awards competition should be about. And if you do, then it shouldn't be called a competition. It should be, let's give out awards to people we think are deserving, period. Like, let's not even bother with a competition, you know, because the competition is theoretically supposed to be, these are the best by the people who comprise this industry the BAFTA voters. If you don't like the voters, change the voters, you know, like make them more inclusive, add members like the Academy's doing, you know? Right.
Mm-hmm. I agree with that part of it. Absolutely. I wish we. I wish I understood more about how the jury system worked, about how they arrived at their at their nom at their slate of nominees in, in the in the categories that are in question here. I well, they I watched would, them it, and it they be... picked the ones that they wanted to pick, and there were only like there were a handful of jury members, and they weren't all BAFTA members. So it wasn't. I like... know that. I understand that part of it. I that, and I think that's part of it. I think it's one thing when you have. 3,000 people voting, you get a much better idea of what the consensus is. But when you, you reduce that to only seven or 10 people voting, then you're going to get some lopsided things because you don't know those, those, there's not enough, there's not a big enough sample size to get a, a good consensus. It's not, I don't, right. I want, it makes me wonder if it's not so much that they, that they decided to drop the number one choice as just that those particular seven people happened to have other preferences that they thought were genuinely better. I know, it's but not, that's not it? what the BAFTA is supposed to be about. The BAFTA is a huge right. industry in Britain of the film and television people. It's not the Gothams. It's not like five... I know, you know. I know that that's what I'm saying, that I think yeah. that's where the problem comes in, where you reduce the the, the jury size in, down from 3,000 voters to only seven. That is where the, that's where the problem stems from. Because you you end up with a much too too a smaller sample size then and and you also have people who are mixed in with the BAFTA members who may have a totally other you know point of view and other other backgrounds and agendas yeah. on the, their yeah. you know and I'm not saying any of these nominees are bad choices at all like these are you know great mm-hmm. choices they're perfectly fine it's just that it's not a it's not what it's supposed to be, which is a relic of the past, which wasn't equity. The relic of the past was individualism. It was about winning. It was about, um, you know, heroes and, you know, yes, white supremacy, if you want to say it that way. You know, that it was run that way for, for decades and, you know, a century, s- centuries. Um, so if they want to do equity, my suggestion would be to not pretend that this is some fair process and, you know, it's, it's absurd, but what they should do is have different categories. You know, if they really want it to be that way, have separate categories for women directors, have, you know, have a, a more equitable way of choosing the nominees that isn't like seven people, you know, that's more like uh, 2000, like the nominating committee at the SAG, you know, um, something like that. So anyway, we can move on, but I just wanted to get that off my chest a little bit. I was planning on writing an article called, um, Oscars and the equity and the Oscar race, but I just still don't know if I'll do that or not, um, for the site or for medium or something. But I do think it's worth discussing because if, if anything bad happens with these nominees, the Academy is going to be next and they're going to have to do exactly what the BAFTA did in order to appease people who are angry. So, um, what do you guys think? Are you all hate me and want to hang up now or what? No, I, <laughs> no, no, I, no, agree. no. I agree. It's hard, honestly, for me to comment too much on these things because <laughs> anytime I male. say anything, it's I'm a white straight male and I'm <laughs> not allowed to have an opinion. No, I get, um, I get my, my feeling on it. I don't think you can fix a problem by forcing a solution like that. I think you, you hit it a little bit with, you know, you, you change the membership, right? You divert, you divert, Diversify. I don't know if that's a word. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That just okay. You diversify the the voting body. You know, it's to me, it's a strength in numbers. And you can't just have six or seven or whatever it was people pick nominees. Then you're going to get a, a very skewed sample size. So yeah, you know, do things like 
required viewing, right? Here's a list of films that you have to see to vote in the BAFTAs or the Oscars, right? And if you don't see these, you know, and you know, that's how you turn the spotlight on the black films, the uh, Asian films, what, what, women, films directed by women, like required screening, not, I don't know. No, I, I, that's I not it. a bad idea. I yeah. they, they had done that in, in other categories yeah. in the Oscars before, like documentaries, right? right? right. So that's not a bad idea at all. Right, that's, exactly. that's what I was trying to say earlier, is that it's not so much, for, for me, it seems like the, the equity a, a comes into play when it's try, when you're trying to make sure that everyone is aware of the movies that, 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 mm-hmm. That are that are outstanding that they that they may have missed for whatever reason. Now and we so have you're saying to more. absolutely, yeah. and we definitely have to take responsibility for what Will Mavity was talking about on Twitter, which is the group think consensus. Mark and anybody who's been around the Oscar race a long time knows that we've been talking about this forever. That that it gets too mm-hmm. bogged down. You know, we get too stuck in our ways because our job is to predict the Oscars, but a lot of times we just lead them. We've, we've been talking about this a long time, and it's always better to have fresh faces and fresh film and new ideas and new surprises, and they so rarely do come up. Um, and so I think that, you know, on principle, I would have had a less, you know, I don't even have a difficult time with it. I don't care one way or the other. To me, it's just a neutral thing that happened in the awards race that didn't affect it in any way. But if it had happened earlier, a lot of the, like the 40 year old version, for instance, it would have had a chance, you know, of, of mm-hmm. gaining some clout and become like that, that actress, she, she could have gotten in, you know, for best actress. It's just that, you know, they, so I think the intentions are good behind it. And, and it's not that they have, you know, bad or poor or, you know, whatever unfashionable taste. It's none of that. It's just what the awards race is and what it isn't. And if your end goal is power in the industry and status, you're not going to build it that way by being some sort of symbol for BAFTA voters, you know, so that they don't feel they don't look bad. You know, that's that's not going to be good for them. That's only going to help the BAFTA voters. It's not going to help them necessarily. And the great thing about the awards race is it can make careers and it can sign deals and close deals if you win awards, you know. And so that's the whole point of winning an award. That's the whole point of equity in the awards race is so that other people can have a chance to gain that kind of power. But the way they did it this way, there's no way for them to do that. None. Cause there's no, that's not an achievement being selected by like five or six people compared to a whole voting body, liking what you did and voting for that. You know, that's, that's a, a much bigger deal. Um, but in the end, you know, it is what it is. It's a nice thing to see them try it. The thing that bugs me are the people on Twitter who, um, are too afraid to to talk truthfully about it because they want to look good. Just as an aside, while while you were talking, I was paying attention to what you were saying, and I agree with you. But uh, that that I that I think that um, I'm not I'm not ever very happy with the trends that are happening from day to day on film Twitter at all. But that's that. Aside from that, I just wanted to I I, I was paying attention to what you're saying, but at the same time, I was I real quickly I looked up the Metacritic list of the of the critics top 10 list for 2020. Mm-hmm. They assembled the, you know they they do the they assemble, let me see how many did they have this year? 200 and uh I had it a minute ago. Yeah, they had 287 individual top 10 lists. And so they factor all those together and they, they do the math and then they come up with their top um, 40 films that got the best critical appraisal uh, 
based on the top 10 list. Anyway, the point is, out of those 287 individual top 10 lists, 40-year-old version only appeared on 15 of them. Wow. Yeah. That's what kind of made me mad. I was like, what mm -hmm. are you talking about, people? Because the critics had a year. Mm -hmm. to highlight these films that 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 one the the sarah gavron film came out in toronto right like, uh -huh. they, it's not like they weren't seen they just weren't chosen and lifted up and i it, it bugs me because we take our cues from the critics well maybe we should just stop doing that you know maybe we should start mm. looking more broadly anyway i think we can see it in a good way i do i don't think it has to be a bad thing but um but i i don't ho i hope that the oscars don't do that because if they do it's over the oscar race is over it's just over. So um, let's get to it. Um, okay, so uh, Clarence and I were talking about Mank, and we were both a little bit nervous that it wasn't going to show up um, in places. And everybody has it, Not even Scott Feinberg, who had it as not as a Best Picture nominee, um, and Clayton Davis have both relented and put it in for Picture Director. Um, I have it down now for 10 nominees, so uh, nominations. So what do you guys think about that? Um, I would love that, and I don't think that's un I don't think that's unlikely. But at the same time, I've I've always have, I thought that way about uh, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo and Gone Girl also. So I've been proven wrong about that in the past about yeah. in the final analysis what they decide to oh, go for. I know it's heartbreaking. This <laughs> and it just ruins my entire month between the nominations and Oscar night when that happens oh. when that's when that rug rug is pulled out from under us. I don't think that. It's going to happen this year, though, for various reasons that I don't even know if I can articulate. But I don't expect that to happen this year. I think it's going to get what it what it uh, has what it rightly deserves. Yeah. If it if it makes you feel better, I have it for eleven nominations. Oh, so are you going <laughs> for Amanda Seyfried so, and supporting? Yeah, ever in the five spot. You did. I, I ended uh -huh. up in the yeah. last act, taking her out and putting in Jodie Foster. I feel like okay. I betrayed her, but I I just. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. The globe, the globe win. Yeah, you know, it's timely to get a, a chance to, as people are about to vote. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, I was watching the Mauritanian today, actually, to just sort of figure it out because I was some guy was writing me in a DM and asking me about Jodie Foster, and I, I had watched the Mauritanian, but it honestly it didn't hold my interest very much, and um, I didn't think it was very good. Uh, but then I watched it again. And it's not that I thought it was a good movie, but for the first time, I really noticed him, um, Tahar mm -hmm. Rahim's performance and, uh, mm -hmm. and hers. And I think that it's so, if they watch it all the way through, if they get to the end, I think there's a good chance both of them could get in, you know? Yeah, I definitely think, I actually think he has a stronger shot than she does. Yeah. Um, although that best actor category is so, is so tight with those four slots kind of solidified and supporting actresses all over the place. I mean, I was also telling Sasha earlier today that um, Glenn Close got nominated for a Razzie for her performance in Hillbilly Elegy. God. And I don't think that anybody's ever won an Oscar who's also been nominated for the same performance that has won an Oscar that has also been nominated for a Razzie. Oh God. Have they been nominated mm -hmm. for an Oscar even though? Did they get, I don't... Did they get the nomination? You mean Ooh. if a performance has been nominated for a Razzie, was it nominated? Was the same performance nominated yeah. for an Oscar? Mm -hmm. That that has, like happened. that has happened. I, yeah, yeah, I believe that has happened. Not and I, someone was talking. I forget, but it hasn't yeah. happened for a long time. I don't remember. Someone said something like maybe forty years. I can't, I, but I can't oh, imagine yeah. that the Razzies have been around around that long. I didn't. I don't think so. 
Maybe so I must have misread that. I, I don't see how anybody's yeah. beating the, the grandmother in um, Minari, though, for the win. Yeah. For the win. I mean, I thought for a while Glenn Close, but I think that, Clarence, you're right about that, and that takes the bloom off the rose. You know, there's an embarrassment factor there, um, just in general. But also, like, uh, I don't know what it is about Glenn Close, but there's something about her that people think is funny. You know, when she's as a character, like Albert Nobbs was like the butt of jokes all the time throughout that season, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it was. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know what you're talking so, about as a, as a phrase maker. <laughs> so I don't know if this is the only one that has ever happened, but I did oh. find that Amy Irving in Yentl was nominated for an Oscar and for a Razzie. Oh, God. That's all. They were so mean to Barbara Streisand. God. I do see. I, I looked up. The, I was I was fiddling around, too, Clarence. I had to see that James Coco also is, 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 the, is the, other, the third person that they mentioned. Who, but I don't know for what movie that was for. James Coco had, had a Razzie and Oscar nomination. Oh. So I don't know if that was for. But, but I mean, I, poor, poor Amy Irving. I mean, it's not, know. you know. That's just mean. And the Glenn Close thing was mean. She, I thought she gave, I mean, I know people, like I say, they laugh at her. Like, it's just there's something funny about Glenn Close. <laughs> I mean, you get to a point in the Oscar race where if you haven't won, you, you just, like Peter O'Toole, like there just gets to be a point where people don't, you know, still feel a need to give, burning need to give you an Oscar. And I think she's reached that point. Otherwise, she would be. Poor thing. God, she probably thought this was it, you know? But, uh, it's not over yet, right? It's not over yet. But I showed Emma Minari last night, and um, she loved it. And she awesome. was no, she was like, uh, she's like, that's one of the best movies I've ever seen in a long, long, long time. Like, yeah. I know, you know, it's funny that I'm talking about my daughter's taste, but I do always use her in terms of, you know, just to see if a movie's reaching her, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, and we loved Minari. Like I watched it for oh, that yeah. second time, and I was like, wow, this is so good. You know, mm -hmm. right. so I was. Yeah, I got the same reaction from my ex in Thailand. He he doesn't like any movies that I like. We never agree on any movies. I'm trying to show him all the time movies that are like my top ten favorite. He doesn't like any of my top ten favorite movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> they're I mean, his, he, and he's it's just infuriating because he'll what he says is they're slow. You know, the movies I like, yeah, they're slow exactly, for him. Exactly. You know, and but as he even said that about Minari, too, that he, ordinarily that he wouldn't like a movie where nothing happens. That's the way he puts it, you know, where oh. nothing happens. You know, but he was really <laughs> he was really pulled into Minari he, and he loved it. It's one of, I think it's probably his favorite movie of the year. Yeah. So yeah. you just you just get to fall, you fall in love with these characters. Like Emma and yeah. I did not want the movie to end. We wanted to keep watching it, you know. Yeah. It it definitely qualifies as one of those movies you can set anybody down in front of. Yes, right. there you go. There's that. There's that old thing. That's why I think. It's, yeah, it's a major uh, threat to win Best Picture. I think. Yeah, I mean you can you you cannot do that as as well intended and as well made as Nomadland is. You cannot put everybody down in front of Nomadland and have them all agree that it's a great film. No, my daughter didn't right. really like Nomadland, and and uh, her roommate. I know it's like, why are you asking millennials? It's like, I know, but <laughs> I just, I trust her opinion. And, and it is, that is the Oscar rule. You, you know, you put somebody in front of Parasite, they're going to look at that movie nine times out of 10. Most of them are at least going to get it. You know, you have to be able to get it. You have, you can't ask yourself, I don't understand what the big deal is, you know. 
And there are more millennials in the in in the, in the ampus than have ever been before. Right. So it's not a yeah. So their 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 point of view and their attitudes do come into play more now than ever. Yeah, Mar Minari is a stealthy one too. Because as I was building my guild chart, I was noticing, wow, it just keeps popping up. Now it didn't get into Eddie, the Ace Eddies. Mm -hmm. um, Sound of Metal got in there too. So, um, so what do you guys think about Sound of Metal? That seems to be kind of picking up some steam here. Um, Minari, as... Minari got in Ace, didn't it? I thought it did. Mm -mm. Mm. Can someone check? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty I sure have it, it on didn't. My, on my grid, I have it getting the ace but i maybe i put that in wrong I, I seem to recall that i predicted it and it didn't get in sound of metal got in instead no I'm no maybe there. it's there no okay. i'm almost there hold on oh okay no, oh yeah no it, it did get in oh okay yeah, so yeah. it's it Man, minari nomadland sound of metal trial of chicago seven there you go yeah no so it's in so <laughs> i'm wrong yeah and it got and it got sag dj and pj so yep. i mean it got the big four that you why? It was ineligible for WGA. Maybe that's what you're thinking. That it no, missed. I was definitely wrong, but I was thinking of the okay. ace. But but that that's absolutely right that it did. And and so when they when it goes to Oscar, I'm predicting something gets dropped because Promising Young Woman has to get in there. Mm -hmm. So um, do you guys want to just quickly? Mm. Does Does anybody yeah. want to just go through the categories and just talk? Yeah, about let's the best do it. Version? Okay. Yep. Yeah. So who wants to go ahead and lead? I'm talking too much, so someone else should do it. <laughs> what category I wanna... do you want to start with? Before we do that, I want to close the loop on something you mentioned, Sasha, where you talked about Scott Feinberg and finally bent and is now including Mank. He's now gone whole hog on Mank and is predicting oh, Mank yeah. to get 13 <laughs> nominations. Oh, shit. That's not going to be right. a one. That's a one. Yeah. Uh -huh. He's got it in VFX and and sound. Oh, it's oh, not. Yeah, you know, the visual effects were astounding. And, uh, you know, Fincher does these invisible visible, visual yeah. effects that you don't even realize. That's how good they are. You know, you don't even realize the visual effects. But look but look on YouTube for the visual effects reel. You'll be amazed at all of the stuff that was added into the backgrounds and all the things that were right. altered and perfect and all. Everything is just photorealistically just perfect. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. You wouldn't. You wouldn't know the special effects, I don't think, if you didn't see the video, like the watch the video or, or like you saw right, it exactly. before they were added. Right. It's very subtle, but pretty awesome. But I don't yeah, have I, it down for visual effects myself. I didn't predict it for that. No, uh, and I think he's missing yeah. um, something very key in his final five for visual effects, which is Welcome to Chechnya. A, uh, what I, I think is a, uh, a very dark horse to actually win once people so realize what they're doing yeah mm -hmm. um, the importance of it yeah right absolutely. the importance of that special effects being you know saving their lives basically so. absolutely yeah i yeah, put I, it in I think just it's because to win too. i saw other people I, had it in but i didn't know what i was doing but i'm glad i have it in there i think our man joey has been talking about that a lot on twitter that's how i first became aware of it is that yeah and uh, i i wasn't even i didn't even think about it or, or realize it until joey brought it to my attention yeah, it's yeah. pretty. It's on. I think it's on HBO Max. If you want to check it out, I think that's where I saw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Joey's the reason that I changed to Jodie Foster, by the way, because he showed me that. Um, and I know this is a weird year, and you can't count it, but um, the stat, the Globe's <coughs> win stat, is a pretty strong one. You know, it's. I think you have to go back to like 1976. He said till you find a winner of the Globe that didn't get an an Oscar nomination for supporting mm. actress. I didn't double check that, but that's what he said. So mm. I just said, okay, that's that's got to be something. I might as well just. But I had to drop Amanda Seyfried, which I really did not want to do. 
but there's nobody else that I can drop from that list except her. I mean, maybe Glenn Close doesn't get in. Maybe Glenn Close. Honestly, maybe. But it just would break my heart to do that. But maybe she doesn't. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't get in. Yeah. It's possible. So you want to start with I... picture? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go through. And um, I guess if someone wants to just kind of, I don't know how we should do this. Like I have no clue. What if we said the name of the film and then we can all say if we have it or not? Would that be easier than listing them all? Well, we could go through, yeah, we could list the obvious ones, right, that everybody yeah. has. And then right. and then we get down to like six, seven, eight, nine, and then. Right. Okay. So who wants to do that? I feel like I'm just talking through I, this I, whole thing. I can do so. it. I, yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so let's, let's start with what I might think are the obvious ones. I apologize if they're not the right ones, but um, <laughs> Nomadland, Trial of the Chicago 7, Minari, Mank, and Promising Young Woman. Do we all have those five? Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So next might be Sound of Metal. Do we all have that one? I do. Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. That was the my was my one I think that was my one big change to my um Oscar Squad chart when I rearranged some of the rankings, but the one that I added that I didn't have before was Sound of Metal. All my others stayed the same. Yeah, same. Okay. What about Ma Rainey's? I have have that at number six. Yes. Sasha, Sasha, you you have the, yeah, Sasha, you have Mulraney number six absolutely, also? Absolutely, yeah. I okay, do. so we have those seven, basically. Mm-hmm. So then do we want to go around the room and say what our eight is, maybe? Let's hear yours, and, and I'll just see if I okay. agree. Uh, my eight is One Night in Miami. Me too. I mean, I don't know if mm-hmm. it's eight, but it's there. I have it yep. nominated. I have One Night in Miami at nine, and my number eight is Judas and the Black Messiah. Yep, that's my nine. See, mm-hmm. I don't have Judas in mine, darn it. I don't have. I mean, I'm I'm picking eight, but I have Judas as the ninth. If if there's nine, okay. right? I'm going with News of the World. I know it's like she's mm-hmm. not gonna get in. Probably. Uh, I can see it. And then, are you looking at my list, Ryan? What what do I? Have? I am. Yeah. Uh, what what do you? Yeah, you had sound. Yeah, your your seven, eight, and nine were One Night in Miami, Sound of Metal, Judas. No, you do have Judas and the Black Messiah. You did have it at number eight. You have it in the Oscar squad if you've changed it. Oh, yeah, that, that's what, oh yeah, that's what I'm looking at, the Oscar squad. I thought that's yeah. what we were. Let me yeah, just quickly okay. look at Gold Derby because people get all mad if I... <laughs> you got to have them all <laughs> the same <laughs> in one place. <laughs> you go to different casinos and make different bets and all the different casinos. <laughs> they used to that's do that. Hedging. Like, she has this at Gold Derby and they made her win the thing and she didn't really... <laughs> so let me just quickly look here. Um, uh, uh, we probably all, all have the same best directors... Um, picked, I would imagine. Um, but uh, okay, so Clarence, what are your what are your um, last nominees there? How many do For you picture? have? Yeah. Um, well, if we go number, let's see, uh, number eight is Judas and the Black Messiah for me. Sound of Metal was number nine, and then um, I do have One Night in Miami at number six, and I have Soul at number ten. Mm. I think Soul has a good mm-hmm. shot. There's so yeah. many like bizarre things that I have yeah. to think about here. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. On my Gold Derby, I do not have Judas and the Black Messiah. Well, you were thinking differently when you did Gold Derby. <laughs> I was. This is what I have. Oscars. I have Nomadland, Trial of Chicago 7, Minari, Mank, Promising Young Woman, One Night in Miami, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Sound of Metal, News of the World, and The Father. The Father? Why is that in there? All right, I'm taking it out and putting in Judas and the Black Messiah. 
<laughs> so that means I have to go on the site and change that too. God, that's so dumb. What the hell? Well, I put soul at number 10 because I don't, you know, I could not go with defy bloods because nobody is, yeah. it just failed everywhere. I mean, it, you know, and then um, the father also is missing from almost everything, every guild. everything. It but is. I was wondering about the BAFTA film. bump, you know, yeah. could be because, you know, remember when darkest hour got dragged in. Now that did have one other guild mentioned. It had cinematography, but it didn't have a lot and people weren't predicting. And I was one of the people that did because of Gary Oldman. But um, yeah. obviously yeah. Uh, Anthony Hopkins isn't winning best actor. He's a strong contender for it, but you do have to wonder why that movie missed everywhere, you know? Yeah, it is odd. So I'm going to... You know, we should also mention that we're all going to feel sick if it turns out on, on, on Oscar nominations morning, if they only have seven nominees, then oh, we're all going to be sick to our stomachs because think of what we're going to lose. Yeah. Even though these movies that we put in eight, seven, eight, and nine and ten... We love them, but if they if they miss, it's going to be heartbreaking. Well, look at the BAFTA. The BAFTA has five movies, and they're I mean, not I don't know if you can call the Mauritanian all white cast, um, but the other ones are. And so, if that is how it turns out, it's gonna there's going to be hell. If Ma Rainey doesn't get in, and One Night in Miami doesn't get in, then uh, yeah, we're going to be in trouble. But um, so let me just quickly say, well, well, I'm changing this over really fast on, on the site so that I don't get in trouble. Um, what? Uh, what? Um, I forgot where this is on the site, or I would be. I, I've been looking at the Oscars. I, wide I have charts. my What's... predictions Friday final Oscar nomination predictions up. Um, oh, okay. On the site, and I'm just going in to change it right now to make sure I don't have that on Best Picture. I might have it that way. <laughs> I have to get where my ducks in Where are you guys finding around. your? Where you where are your predictions at? Maybe I missed. Mark that. is oh. posting his. So I, yeah, actually, mine's mine's ready for you to review whenever you have time. Uh, uh, it's oh, in okay. the system. Oh, but your own your own post. Yeah, and then I'm yeah, and okay. then I gotta I still have to update the Oscar squad thing. I I had to finalize mine first. I it takes me a minute. To... I I get it. No, that's fine. <laughs> no, I just thought so I, I, I thought that maybe still. that we had all done it someplace and that and that I didn't get the memo or I did, or just was. You know, didn't, no, wasn't remember attention. when? Um, okay. Remember when you wrote me and said I didn't look at predictions Friday because that's what that was. So, oh um, right, yeah, that, and yeah. I see, I, and I realized later after I, I emailed you this morning and said when can we when can I look at predictions Friday and I realized you had posted it like ten hours ago. Yeah, you know, it was, so, it was you posted it Thursday night instead of Friday. Right? I did because I had to have yeah. lunch with my mom, and so I, I needed. I didn't to even get... see. I, that's how. I knew that you had, and I had looked at it, but I didn't even think that that's what it was. I just really quickly, briefly, to anybody listening to this that might not understand how the balloting works, which you probably do, but essentially just a really quick and dirty summary. Um, in 2009, the Academy expanded the Best Picture race from 5 to 10. That lasted from 2009 to 2010. Then voters complained that they didn't want 10. They wanted the opportunity to pick 5. So in 2000. 11, they gave voters the chance to pick um, between five and 10. Now, that shifted the race in a really bizarre way because it made it less um, kind of broad and big tent in their prediction. So there were no animated movies. There weren't a lot of movies about women or by women or people of color or anything like that. It just became like the kind of movies that the Oscar voters like, but just a little bit more of them. So we had um, we had some years with we had most of the time we had nine nominees, but a couple of times we had eight. 
And it was always fun for people to predict what that outcome would be. And I've seen a few people get it right, you know. Were there ever as few as seven? I can't remember. Uh-uh. Was it always no, eight I think it's nine? always eight. No, eight or yeah. nine. Eight mostly or nine. nine. Yeah. Um, and see, so, to, to me, that's in a way, having the accountants involved is, is a little bit of a jury situation for me because the accountants decide where the threshold is going to be and where to cut that off. But, but I always, it makes you wonder what would have been number nine and number 10 those years. Maybe the movies mm-hmm. that, that were some people were really fond of like me would have made it in and had, and had gone down in history as being at least an Oscar nom- nominee, right? Absolutely. But the accountants stepped in with their formulas and they eliminated yeah, with just it was, math. It was yeah. a dumb, I'm glad they're getting rid of it. It was so yeah. dumb the way that they did it. It should just be either 10 or five, you know, yes, don't, don't yes, make yes, it yes, this yes, bizarre, yeah, weird number. So they, they've decided to go back to 10, which they're going to do next year. So this is the last year of this system. And this would be a great year actually to have expanded them to 10. Look, their whole, all mm-hmm. their bases would be covered if they did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd even have soul in there. So, right. Probably, um, yeah. So anyway, um, okay. So that's that history. And so next year we're not going to have this problem. It's going to be much easier to predict best picture than it has been. Um, the last few years since 2009. God, time flies. <laughs> okay, so I have changed my last one to uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, Clarence, what do you have there in your last parts of the best picture? Um, Judas and the Black Messiah, Sound of Metal, and One Night in Miami. Okay. And On your so- Oscar squad charts, uh, Clarence, you and Mark both have soul in in your best picture lineup right or am i reading this no. wrong no or that's jalal oh and i have it in, okay. i have it number 10 like i, I okay. don't think that there's going to be 10 nominees right so no. i don't think it's going to get nominated but i think if there were 10 it would be in there that's kind of how it looked right at. yeah okay um, I, I just wanted to give you credit because i like we were saying so soul would be in probably have a good chance if we had 10 nominees this year yeah i definitely yeah. think that yeah, I do too. I, I think that in the last act here, we're having some, you know, uh, I'm, I'm still wondering myself about Mauritanian and The Father and Another Round. Those are the three films that kind of popped at the BAFTA. And we mm-hmm. don't know how they're going to vote because we don't have those other categories to factor in. So we don't mm-hmm. really know which movies might get in. But there are a lot of actors that get pushed through with BAFTA. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all talked about that, but we don't have that. So... I do think there's a chance that one of those movies could sneak in for Best Picture. I just don't know which and one. On the yeah, Oscar squad charts, it does look like that Joey and Ben and Jordan all have included the father in their top ten. Yeah, the father. So just to give them credit, in case that does happen on Monday morning, you know, props to them for seeing it. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I know the Academy has also um, expanded its international membership, too, I think. Right, if I, if, if, right. Mm-hmm. So there's... The chance, you know, that's that that might be how Parasite, you know, ends up winning picture right. last year. No, and oh, yeah, something right. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and how something like The Father gets in or Mauritanian, mm-hmm. something like that. I think Mauritanian was popular with Globes and popular with um, BAFTA. So that makes sense that it could mm-hmm. get in. And, you know, it's a lot yeah. better than I remembered it being the first time I tried to watch it. And so I think that other people trying to watch it for the first time might not get all the way through it. But if they do get all the way through it, the really good scenes with that... Tar- Tahar Rahim are really good at the end. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. you know. I wonder if, if you know, that, uh, as you described, Mark, the more international 
membership of the academy comes in best director where somebody like a thomas vinterberg sneaks yep, in or absolutely one for another round let's so that. we can move into best director that's right so we know what our our best director five are who wants to read them out i'll go ahead again it's uh nomad chloe zhao nomadland aaron sorkin trail of chicago seven lee isaac chung minari david fincher mank and emerald Fennell, promising young woman uh, at least that's the five from dga um, does anybody have something other than that five? You know how I am. I, I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm an asshole about Chicago 7, and so I dropped Sorkin <laughs> and I included Shaka King for Judas. Oh, oh I love it. I hope he gets in. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I actually uh, did um, drop Aaron Sorkin too. It, it feels like the kind of film that. They just don't respect his directing yet, right? Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, I don't know. It just it, there's there's just so much. I know a lot of people love it. I know Mark, you love it, and and, and you know. But I, I it just there's something in me that tells me he's gonna get left out, and I don't know who replaces him. Maybe he does make it in because it is the DGA five. I, I I don't always like to go with the DGA five because I think that's a you know I don't I haven't done the math or done the stats, so I don't know how often they align, but I know often they don't. I did go with um, Regina King just because mm-hmm. of where we are in right. in the culture, mm-hmm. and you never count out Regina King. I mean, we've been That's I've right. been learning yeah. that lesson with the Emmys mm-hmm. for years. <laughs> like every time, I never think she's going to get nominated or win. She always does. So I'm never again counting out Regina King. I mean, I don't. I, I, it's it's. I'll probably be very wrong, and it probably will be. I don't be think Aaron so. Sarkin, I but... think that's very smart, and I wish I had the. Yeah. You know, I should actually just do that. I might go in she's, and change that. She's my six. Mm-hmm. I, I I just struggle with who to pull out for her is the problem. The, the only thing is that if it's the it's the antithesis of flashy direction, but that but in it, but that is what's so great about it is because it is so it gets inside of your head in an entirely different way that you're not even aware of the. That it's that you're being more you're 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 that you're being played with not not played with but but um guided by the director's yeah. vision yeah. by point I, of view I guess. you you brought that out Sasha in several things that you've written about it about the point of view of the camera absolutely and I camera. love that but I yeah. feel like when I watched her movie I definitely felt like um I thought it would do better than it has done mm-hmm. um it got a sag and everything and I but the the, the actors don't vote for director. So here's my problem with director. Director's branch has about 500 members, I think, right now. And DGA has a shit ton. And I feel like Regina King would have shown up at the DGA um, because she's popular. And mm-hmm. they're more populous. Right. And so that's was my problem is why didn't she show up there? I didn't predict right. her to show up there, but I did expect her to show up there. I also think my problem with dropping Aaron Sorkin, and I do not want to drop uh, David Fincher... Um, but I do think there's a chance he could be left off this list if yeah. they're going to push for Regina King. I absolutely think they're going to be prioritizing people of color across the board. And I think that anybody who predicts that way is going to do really well, like Ryan with Shaka mm. King. I think that's a really good um, good guess on how that might go, especially considering that Ava DuVernay is behind that film. Oh, and, right. Um, yes, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Yeah. And and um, are they really going to not want to have, you know, a black director this year? Um, that's going to be weird. But they don't make those decisions by committee. And the right. directors of all the Academy's branch, they're the ones that are very snobby when it comes to 
That's why mm-hmm. they might leave off Aaron Sorkin. The reason I'm not taking yeah. off Aaron Sorkin, even though I absolutely agree with you guys, I think your arguments are sound, is that Chicago 7 is the most popular. But but so was Green Book, and their directors were left off. Um, right. So was Argo. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so it was a, like yeah. even you go back to like A Few Good Men, another Aaron Sorkin that uh, written, you know, Rob Reiner wasn't nominated for Best Director. Yep. That's right. They, it takes a while to get in that. Mm. So why would they prioritize Aaron Sorkin over Regina King? They probably wouldn't. But at the same time, are they going to pick? Are they going to have liked One Night in Miami enough? I, I don't hear people going around saying, "God, I really loved One Night in Miami." Right. You know, mm-hmm. I just don't yeah. hear that. But they love her, and they might right. want to honor her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I struggle with that. I do feel like a Vinterberg or McDonald um, might get in there. I like the Shaka King thing. I think that's awesome. I hope he gets in. Um, mm. But I feel like Mauritanian guy. Like there's just something in my head going, that movie's going to do a lot better than you think, you know. Kevin so. McDonald, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, so that's interesting. I'm just sticking with the DGA5 because even though yeah. I'm, I'm assuming Same. it's not going to work, but I'm just going with it anyway because I don't know who's going to drop and I, I just don't want to make the risk, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's always the hard part when it's something like this. Uh, is you know if you pick the wrong one to take out, yeah. then you miss two then, slots. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That and you know it's it's most likely throughout history, except for 2012, where only two people got in from DGA. It's almost always four out of five. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Which is and, why Regina King is probably looking good. Does well, anybody have something else as their six? She, uh, she may be my number. She she probably be, be my number six. Yeah, she yeah. would be. Yeah, uh, she's my uh, number six. You mean uh, someone else? Yeah, yeah, I can't think of any any other directors offhand that I would. Uh, I have Darius Martyr seven for oh, okay. Sound of Metal, yeah, okay. and I'm still having a hard time leaving. I know I have the Five Bloods not getting. I don't think I have it getting anything other than Bozeman, but Spike Lee is beloved, and like you mentioned, like mm-hmm. is there going to be a black director? Yeah. Mm-hmm featured here and i i like his chances um you know second behind regina king for that right it's frustrating isn't it i mean i, I could yeah. have sworn ava duvernay was going to get in that year of selma for best director yeah. and she didn't yeah. Um, yeah. so you know they know they're in the hot seat right now they know they're being watched after that bafta debacle of course they're gonna i mean not BAFTA. <laughs> um, i mean golden globes like after that so oh, um, yeah, yeah, the, Globe, the, the Globe's yeah. got no credit for having three women and two women of color in Best Director, which is absolutely historic and unheard of. They got no credit for that. Um, yeah. But so, but the Oscars know about it. It's just that those guys are kind of snooty. Those directors, they they don't feel like they don't care. You know what I mean? They're not like actors. Actors care about uh-huh. their images, but I don't think the directors really do. The, a lot of them are like have this attitude of like it has to be good or I'm not voting for it. No. I mean, it, shouldn't they all have that attitude about any category? I don't know. <laughs> they do, know. but shouldn't, shouldn't it have to be good to be voted for? No, Spoken like a true white man. No, I know. No, don't no. say it. <laughs> don't say it. But but you know what it is is that um, the, the the Aaron Sorkin being left off is such a smart call because it's reminding me of Bradley Cooper on the yeah. Star Wars board. Mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper or um or uh, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, yeah. yeah. So there you go. And the only reason I, again, I'm not taking it off is because of its, its prominence throughout this race and everywhere. It's, it's the only one that's hit every guild, mm-hmm. even ASC, 
It got. And usually mm-hmm. cinematography is pretty well linked with those movies we're talking about. Those weren't cinematography movies, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's got the support of the directors if he's got the cinematographers and the editors. Um, right. He's got them. But I get what you're saying. I do. I get what you're saying. And I, I should probably dump him, put in Regina King, but watch it be like the Mauritanian guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, did we, uh, I have to go back and look, but I'm too lazy to do it right now. Did we see Lenny Abramson coming for God, room? I did not. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. The only thing we knew about that was Lisa Tayback. Yeah. She oh. was handling yeah. it, but okay. she's on Chicago uh-huh. seven and she's on Mank, So, yeah. Okay, well, Sorkin's getting in then. <laughs> no. Stay the course. No, no, definitely go for that. I think that that's a better instinct than the DGA5, which is very rare and hardly ever happens. So that's not a very smart thing to do in the Oscar race. Everybody knows it. It's just if you don't know who's going to get dropped, you have to. I mean, Emerald Fennell could be dropped. Yeah, you know? Like she might not get it. Um, the DGA predicts best picture more than it does best director. Best director is such a weird, small cadre of people. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, Lenny Abramson. How did that happen? Still don't know. Now, yep. we all know yep. that Chris Tapley is like a great predictor, and he is one of the people that got uh, along with, I think you, Ryan, that got the Cold War director in there. Oh, um, right, yeah. He, I forgot uh, about that. He yeah. thinks that Darius um, Marders has the best shot of that fifth slot for Sound of Metal. Now that's a really also another smart thing. You yeah. know, like that could yeah. definitely be in there. Yeah. Uh, people loved it. I didn't actually think it was that great of a movie, but um, yeah, I liked it. I didn't love it. Yeah. But he did send <laughs> me his predictions. You know, because he he still likes to predict, even though he's out of the business. And uh, I, you know, I mean, how could you how could you stop? Right. How could you stop? I never I would, would. I will never stop. I will never stop either. I used to do it right. when I was a teenager. I love predicting the Same. Oscars. This is a lifelong <laughs> passion. So, Thank you. It's so much fun to be right. You know, it's, it's I, yeah. I was so oh, happy. I, to have... I, was in, I think I was in middle school and I used to have a little, one of those little uh, three by five index cards. And I, oh, I yeah. had, yeah, <laughs> and so I had, I had everything crossed indexed and I had yeah. tabs and everything. I would cut uh, yeah. out the, um, of course, you know, back when I was doing it, they didn't care. I didn't, they didn't publicize the guilds so much, but right. it's all about like, I would cut out who was nominated for Golden Globes and then I would <laughs> like cross check. I'd post oh the stuff God. on my wall and like just, <laughs> you know, so like it started to look like a, you know, a scene from Seven or something. No, you do. You want to, you keep looking for patterns. I've been doing that for years. It finally <laughs> broke me. I did finally get broken of my stat or, obsession, but. Or back oh, in the no, day, no. you could you could pull out your um, the Academy edition of Entertainment Weekly, and whoever would be featured on that cover was yeah. going to be that was the one that was front runner for best picture. That's it. That's the OG. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the OG. We I remember the early days. It was like we we just wait for Dave Carger's issue to come yeah. out of his. Mm-hmm. We'd just be so excited, Dave Carger. <laughs> <laughs> We're old. <laughs> We're old. <laughs> things have changed so much. I mean, there's so many things to factor in, like who are the new members? They yeah. added a lot of women of color to that Best Director branch, yeah. right? And how, mm-hmm. how many of them are going to be, you know, what? how are their choices going to change the, the race right. here? Because the DGA obviously picks the movies they like the best. That's what they mm-hmm. did. That's why it was kind of easy to predict that Promising Young Woman would get in, because that's a movie people, a lot of people like best. Mm-hmm. But... 
So anyway, blah blah blah. Sh- should we move to actors? Yes. Let's move on. Go ahead. I'll uh, I'll read those out. Those are fairly easy. Most everybody is can is swarming around five, which is Carrie Mulligan, Viola Davis, Francis McDormand, Vanessa Kirby, and Andre Day. Mm-hmm. Yep. I guess on Oscar Squad, Mark, you have Zendaya. I don't know if you stuck with that. No, I I she's my six. Okay. So yeah, I do have I have the five you named. Okay. okay. Ryan, do you? Uh, yeah, those five and, and, and roughly the same, I think I have, yeah, roughly the same order. I have Frank, I have McDormand at number three and, and that's a Kirby at number five. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm, um, do we think there could be any surprises in that category? Um, yeah, I do. Who do you think? Well, I think, I think Zendaya is still somebody to just, that could pull a out of nowhere nomination because all she's received really is Critics' Choice, but I also think Rosamund Pike, after winning Globes, I think those yeah. two, either one of them, could could take anybody's spot really. Yeah, I think Rosamund Pike is the is the best chance for a spoiler. Yeah, and for some, for considering that no one got to do their in person speeches on stage in front of an audience, she made the most of her Golden Globes night with her she Instagram did. and her and their photos and everything, and her her presence was felt. You know, and she was witty and funny and fun and just really made a great impression that night, I think. Mm-hmm. So who does she bump if she gets in? Mm-hmm. Andre Day. Kirk or Kirby. Dre- no, Day or Kirby. She's, no, she's not bumping Kirby because Kirby's the only one outside of Frances McDormand who has made every single yeah, list. You're right. Globe, SAG, Critics, BAFTA, she's got all four. Yep. Mm. Yeah, Andre Day seems the the weakest resume of the five as far as this year's award precursors but she, she still has she has more than Rosamund Pike though yeah she could bump uh Viola Davis I, I, I mean Gosh, I have her really? I have her number five I don't think she's wow. a lock dang because I think mm. a lot of people think that's a supporting performance yeah that's true right it's Viola though I, I know I've, and I, it's hard I'm to pull predict- her I know, and she's great in the movie. I mean, I love the movie, but I yeah. that she is. I think she's actually the weakest one. She I might think. be, but I can tell I you this: <laughs> if I know anything, everybody's so good. Yeah, they are. If I know anything about this year's Oscar race in general, yeah. with the exception of right. the Best Director category, is that they will be prioritizing people of color um, mm. for nominations. That's going to be across the board. I said that at the very beginning of this year, and I think it's going to yeah. be true all the way down the line. Um, so I don't think that they're going to you know, they're going to hurt themselves by not nominating black actresses because they know that traditionally that character, that category is so kind of bad with that. No, and everybody knows that no black actress has won since Halle Berry in mm-hmm. 93 years, which is a hell of a stat. And if that becomes a Twitter thing. Right. And they actually, you know, a lot of times I, I defend the Academy because you can only nominate what what's out there. Um, and a lot of times there haven't been, you know, maybe prestige films with people of color in those roles, mm-hmm. right? But this year, there's no excuse. Not only do you have some of the best films of the year with uh, people of color, but you have Viola Davis, who's like one of the best actresses mm-hmm. or actors yeah. of any race, sex, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say very that hard. if they don't, yeah. if they do exclude black actors, after what happened yeah. at the Globes and what happened at the BAFTA and Clayton Davis's piece on 
movies you have to see to be inclusive and after Black Lives Matter and after the Joe yeah. Biden election and Kamala Harris as the um, Kamala Harris as the vice president. If they do that, then they're idiots and they're tone yeah. deaf and they deserve whatever they get, honestly. I, I don't think they I don't think they will. They're, I mean, just between Viola, Andra and Zendaya, mm-hmm. I mean, at least one, if not two, or I would imagine would get in. But yeah, right. I think Which is what I'm predicting. Forty year old version lady might might sneak in there just from battle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably not. But uh, but I kind of feel I mean, you know, the SAG nominations came out before the Golden Globe ceremony. Now, there's nobody that watched the Golden Globes and were aware of the Golden Globes that aren't aware of what happened there. So, you know, I don't I don't know that I feel like I can trust anything that came before it. I feel like voters are going to be on notice and they're going to be voting that way, especially the actors. The actors of all the categories are the most virtue signaling of all virtue signalers. Like these are Jamie Lee Curtis people who like only want to have, you know, Black Lives Matter on their Instagram. Like they do not want to be thought mm-hmm. of as racist. So they're going to do everything they can to be as inclusive. But the problem is they don't think like we do, you know, they don't think in patterns of like, okay, this person, this person, this person, they think, um, you know, maybe they think like, yeah, I'm going to pick Zendaya or somebody else thinks I'm going to pick Viola Davis or somebody thinks, you know, the 40 year old version actress and, and, um, Rada, Rada blank, blank. I don't want to keep saying that. So I sound like an idiot. But um, but what I mean is like sometimes like they did last year with women directors, the votes can just be all over the place and then they none of them get in because they're all mixing up the votes. Right. Mm-hmm. So they have to be able to focus on the front runners. Well, I know one thing, and that is that United Artists made a huge mistake by not releasing respect in this year because Jennifer Hudson would have walked away with this Oscar oh my for God, playing Aretha really? Franklin. Wow. Mm. And now I think that they've lost, I think she's lost that battle because I think Cynthia Erivo is so good in that t- in that limited series, which I just saw the first couple of episodes last night. They're, I mean, it, it now it's, it's like, oh, it's the second Aretha Franklin performance, so it's oh. going to be constantly compared, and I, I just don't think she's even going to be a player oh, in 2021. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. shoot. I mean, it's understandable because she was going to be going up against Viola Davis and um, Andrew Day. And at the time, it seemed like before this, people saw the movies that those performances were going to be so strong that nobody could beat them. But now we know that people don't really like uh, United States versus Billie Holiday. I did. I really loved it. But um, but and Viola Davis is kind of in a supporting role, which she seems to, you know, kind of always find herself in and doubt and fences um, and in um, the, the the help, and so mm-hmm. what she really needs is you know a movie that's about her to be a really formidable lead. But but the movie isn't. I mean, it's called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and she's one of the ensemble players, and her story is important. But by far the most paid attention to yeah. performance in that is Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I don't I don't think that uh, Hulu would have put Billie Holiday in the into the running if respect had been there. I don't think they would have wanted those two films competing against each other. Right. Good point. Good point. I guess we'll see how that goes. Jennifer Hudson's quite the powerhouse, though. Like she still might be able to pull that thing through. Uh, needless to say. All right. Best actor. Let's go on. I don't want to. Uh, we got to rush through this. Mm-hmm. Mm. <clears throat> I'll, I'll so we five. have um, so I think our, our top five are Chadwick Boseman, uh, Anthony Hopkins, Riz Ahmed, uh, Stephen Yoon, and Gary Oldman. Right? Yeah, that's my five. 
I, yep. I, how do is that? I'm I'm mispronouncing Yoon. I'm sure. Or no, I think it's Yoon. Okay, good. Um, uh, I have that except I have El Oldman in third, Riz Ahmed, and then Stephen Yoon. I I had a hard time today because I I switched over to Tahar Tahar Rahim and then I switched back to, <laughs> to Stephen <laughs> Yoon. So, but Mads Mickelson can definitely. It's so tough. Mads Mickelson can get in there for that fifth slot for another round. He absolutely can. Really. Along with Vinterberg and director. Yeah. Can't you just see that happening? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I love Matt could. Nicholson. I'd be happy with it. I could see it going that way. I really could. Um, I, I actually, I haven't seen another round. Oh, it's good. Um, it's good. How good is it? I liked it a lot. I don't, I mean, I, my favorite foreign, uh, well, international film of the year is La Llorona or however you say that. Yeah. Um, that was really good, but, but really another good. round's right there. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everybody has these same five. We're 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 sticking with the yeah. consensus there. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I kept I kept Delroy Lindo at six. Just again the the five bloods I have just missing in a lot of places. All right. Who did you lose to do that? Oh, I, I well, I'm not. I don't mean you lost because you yeah. have him at six, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 The sixth spot. Yeah. So you you put Stephen Yoon back in. Yeah. From your Yoon, Oscar yeah. squad. Yeah. Yeah. Yoon yeah. is my five. Okay. Yeah, I have the same five. Yeah. I actually have Gary Oldman in fifth. Um, yeah, but, uh, he seems the most vulnerable, unfortunately. But yeah. he's gotten in everywhere, though. Except for BAFTA, but yes. Yeah. I have him at four, number four. Sasha, I think you did, too. Yeah, yeah. I have Oldman four, too. But if he feels... there's, It feels like there's a surge for Minari. Yes. Mm-hmm. And right, so that's that. why, like, even though I have Oldman four, he really feels like the five. Right. Yeah. I probably should just flip those. I know it's true. Um. Uh. I mean, I really do. I. I'm just. I know that there's going to be a shock or two in this Oscar yeah, race, and I think for sure. You know, I know for that, sure. But it's just that there are a lot of weird fringes that you don't know where they're going to land. You know, like yeah. why was the BAFTA Best Picture so strange? <laughs> <laughs> and director and acting. Well, the, well acting, the, the director and acting was the juried stuff. So. Right. But best was picture was nuts. weird, just weird. Like it, it you know. Yeah. It was like yeah. Nomadland, Mauritanian, The Father, Promising Young Woman. Promising Young Woman. There. See, that's so it's very strong showing. Trial, that. Trial, and Nomad were there with Promising as well. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's key. I think that if if they had done it the other way, Mank would have gotten in for director, but not picture. And I yeah. bet Sorkin would have been left off director and and uh, with picture. That's somehow how it goes at BAFTA. Um, they split it up. Yeah. But um, that BAFTA miss for Mank is really what made me worry about it. You know, in terms of where it's going to, even though it did do re- well overall with nominations. Yeah. Um, I mean, it well, hit on guilds than anything though yeah i think it, it's only missing sag and then it was ineligible for wga so i think it had a better showing than any other film with the guilds and bafta had five right and those are populist votes so yeah. mank is not mank is probably not top five not with a right you know it's it's take it as you will but rotten tomato audience scores a 61 that's not a top five film right, right. i mean but um, they liked Mauritanian and the father better than Mank. Yeah. So that tells you a lot. That's a pretty big. That's the entire voting body of BAFTA, and they have around eight thousand members. 
Um, so that shows, I mean, that doesn't always translate over to the Oscars. Like a lot of times there, like for instance, I think the Mauritanian is definitely a movie that Europeans would appreciate more than Americans right now. It's mm. not that Americans don't, it's just that we've got, we've got so many worries right now that like <laughs> Guantanamo Bay isn't really on the list, you know, right. um, yeah. of things we're worried about. Whereas over there, you know, they don't have the same kind of things going on and and uh, and they do worry about America's military um, uh, and they have a much bigger kind of conflict in terms of you know uh, m migrants you know from Muslim countries where they are trying to be more inclusive and, and more sensitive to issues around the, their countries and stuff more so I think than in America even with Trump gone you know Mm -hmm. um, that's how I see it. But, but I you know I keep going back to the Mauritanian, but <laughs> I, I mean, it can't just be that it doesn't show up. I mean, it just can't. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. They do come we'll in with, with weird things at the BAFTA. That's for sure. Um, okay. Yeah. So who wants to do supporting categories now? Right. Supporting actress is like, so <laughs> all over the place. I think this is the toughest one. Mm. Um, I can list our top five on on um, Oscar Squad, but it's uh, Young Jung Yao, um, Minari, Olivia Coleman, the father, Amanda Seyfried, Mank, Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy, and Maria Bakalova, or Borat. Mm. That's my five. Did, did With... little kid. <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's so Damn cute. It. I need no. to be ready for that or something. Um, I have Jodie Foster <laughs> over Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. I kept Amanda, and I dropped um, Maria Bakalova, and I have Alan Burstyn. Okay. Oh, I wish. Uh, I do too, but I, you know, and my wish is that's all I really do. And <laughs> all my predictions are really no guts, no glory. Really, I don't hey, differentiate fun, though, between man. those two things. Oh just, just for the fun, I just enjoy myself with it because I'm all, and I just, and I'm not ever going to do well with my predictions, so I might as well just you know go for broke. That was the like best. It. 30 minutes of an interview that I'd spent in <laughs> years was just talking mm -hmm. to her. And I mean, I, I've written all about it on the site. So if, if mm -hmm. anybody wants to know about the experience, you can go read my interview. You can read my FYC piece, but I will say it was, it was heartbreak, heartbreaking to hear how she knows how to play the game. And she knows she, she even said, I miss that globe and I miss that sag nom. So I don't think it's in the cards for me, but I'm definitely supporting the film. And I'm just like, this oh. you know, Demi single tear from Ghost is like trailing down my head <laughs> face. <laughs> like, oh, man. I'm like, oh, but I, I would love it, but I don't, I don't think it's in the cards for her either. Oh shoot! I... Such a tough category. Yeah. I'm, I'm predicting Maria Bakalova, and because, I mean, she's never missed, but I, I, I just, they didn't nominate Sasha Baron Cohen for Borat. And if they didn't, you know, when it first came out and it was even bigger then, I think, than it is now. So it, why is her performance now so much better than his was then? Mm -hmm. I still haven't seen it yet. I guess I have to watch that, on, unfortunately, over the weekend. But um, just to see if I think because she's the one that my mind keeps going to as, as the weak one that isn't going to get yeah. in. But let me just cover something uh, for you, by the way. Yeah. Um, so I was looking at BAFTA Best Film. And only three movies since they expanded the ballot haven't gotten in. Uh, I'll go through them with you. Maybe it's four. Um, 
It is. So starting at 2009, we have, it's, okay, so in 2009, all five, in 2010, all five, in 2011, Drive didn't get in, and Tinker Taylor's Soldier Spy didn't get in. 2012, Damn. all got in. 2013, all got in, even Philomena. 2014, all got in. 2015, Carol did not get in. 2016, I, Daniel Blake, WTF, didn't get in. <laughs> <laughs> 2017, all five got in. 2016, all five got in. Um, 2019, all five got in. So I, it's really hard for me to believe that both the father and the Mauritanian aren't getting in. So I might have to go back and put the father on my list. <laughs> well, I could see one night in Miami and, and maybe... Judas or m maybe even Ma Rainey not getting in and uh, Martinian and the father make, making room for those two. I, I really, just, I'm you, looking at this list. It's quite formidable, you know. And you just named the three primarily black films. I know. I know. Hello. I know. Shoot, right? me, shoot me in the face. Uh, shoot me in the face. Just shoot me. I know. It's, but that's how it's turning out. Where we're at, I, I don't know. The BAFTAs didn't like those movies. They yeah. had chances to nominate. Even the jury could have put Regina King in there, and they didn't. Yeah, and they didn't put Viola Davis in. They didn't. Did they nominate um, Leslie Odom Jr.? Yeah. They did. Okay. Pretty sure. Um, uh, yeah, he's in for BAFTA. So reading that over, don't you think that that's quite a formidable? I know it's <laughs> it pretty tough. <laughs> Okay. Well, and then the Martinians, if the Martinian gets in, it's not it's not going to get one nomination and that be Best Picture, exactly. right? So where else does it get in? Is it It'll does Gary in. Oldman fall out and Taha Rahim gets in? Does, I think so. It would have to, yeah. Jodie yeah. Jodie Foster gets in. I mean, she is Jodie Foster. So uh, this is leaving me quite perplexed, this whole situation. <laughs> this is such a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do with these two movies. I, only because I would have expected the BAFTAs 5 to be a different list, honestly. Given what we know about them and how our race has been going this year. And the push for inclusivity, especially on them. They have, this, they have a diversity mandate on them and they still went for those five movies. Mm. That's shocking, you know? Um, so, but the Mauritanian showed up nowhere except right. it won that one prize. That's it. Now it's a quite a moving film. I have to say like that they kept him in that fucking thing for seven more years after he, mm -hmm. that's horrifying. Um, and he's so good. Like he is great. So don't be surprised if those two show up, I have to really ruminate on whether or not I'm going to. How did the father do overall with BAFTA? Do you know? Like, how many nominations did it get overall? Uh, uh, it, they didn't nominate Olivia Coleman. I know that was a huge yeah, surprise. That was surprising. But they did Anthony Hopkins, right? Yes. And the Florian Zeller missed director. But, but director they got was... screenplay, I think. And what else? Anything uh, else? Uh, Just that. What did the Mauritanian get at BAFTA other than picture, actor, <laughs> director? Uh, got screenplay. <laughs> Screenplay. It got director, right? He's in yeah. there, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, so the father got British film. It got best film. It got screenplay, actor, and editing, and production design. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, what? no, no director from Mauritanian. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. Well, so how did the father get production design? <laughs> the room, the hook, the department, I guess, was. They loved the together. <laughs> they oh, loved they nominated the Rebecca. I didn't know they nominated Rebecca. Yeah, yeah. they did. They did. Most production is, design. I'm yeah, sorry to a... keep going back on this, but it's just perplexing no, it's okay. me. It's a puzzle. My did mind. we mention Mauritanian got BAFTA cinematography? Did someone say that? Uh-uh. How many overall okay. for Mauritanian? Um, four. Four from BAFTA. A screenplay, British film, lead actor, and cinematography. Okay, that's hey. not that strong. But it's hard to tell, <laughs> right? Because we don't have the <laughs> other categories. Right. They got five because it got best British film too. Oh right, yeah, best film and oh yes, exactly. You got both best film and best British and, film. And five. so did um, Promising Young Woman got picture and British. Film. Okay, right. Uh, did the father get both? Yep. Oh. All right. Well, let's move on, and and you guys try to help me out with this Mauritanian supporting situation. supporting actor. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, moving on to supporting actor. Gonna do it. Um, let's right. see. I, okay, um, Daniel Kalua, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, Leslie Odom Jr., Paul Ritchie, Ritchie um, and uh, see who else? Chadwick um, Boseman. Chadwick Boseman for the Five Bloods, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the five I had, but man, I am very close to removing Boseman because he's my last to Five Bloods yep. nomination, and I'm I'm between you know to replace him. I'm between Jared Leto for the little things and. Alan Kim for Minari. Oh, I, I know when he cried at Critics' Choice. Oh, oh, no. yeah. oh my God! Really it was did. such a moment. Yeah. And then he got the BAFTA. Mm. I was right. nominated for BAFTA for supporting mm. actors. And that, and like I mentioned, there's a surge. It feels like for Minari. And I don't know. Like I'm tempted to put him in there over Bozeman. I don't know. I am too, and he has kind of a big part in the movie. He does. Yeah. Oh, he's right. awesome. He's not yeah. like just appearing in there. You know, he's yeah. he's got a lot. Um oh my god, I'm just I'm just going nuts on this best picture situation. I keep going back <laughs> to it. And if if Mauritanian was gonna get in for best picture and best um supporting actress, what else would it get? Do you think? Screenplay? Cinematography? Sound? No. Screenplay is possible. They're not gonna not pick two of the, those two movies I mean, one of them's going to get in I, ha I have a feeling uh, alright so um, yeah. I'll go back to that I, right now I'm tempted to put put in the Mauritanian but um, okay so I have all the same ones that you guys mentioned you, you do have Chadwick Boseman in for a double nominee right Yeah, mm -hmm. I do yeah I have Jared Leto for my alt for my sixth spot yeah yeah that's mine too he's good in that movie by the way it's just that it's a yeah he's creepy yeah. What would Mauritanian be? Original screenplay or adapted? Adapted. It's based on his not his uh, autobiography or his his book oh, written. Right. Um, I, uh, yeah. Guantanamo Diaries. That's what it's called. And I All could right. see it getting an adapted. I think original's the tougher category. Okay, so here's adapted: Nomadland, One Night in Miami, News of the World, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Borat, Alt, The Father. Now, given what BAFTA did, don't we think mm -hmm. that? Borat's not getting in, and it's going to be either the father or the Mauritanian in there. I do have the father, and and Borat's my alternate. All right, I'm switching. I have the I have the same four that you mentioned, other than Borat, but that's my alternate. All right, I'm taking out Borat. I have. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I have Nomadland, Ma Rainey, One Night, 
the father and I have news of the world, but I, if I could change things now, just during this conversation, I would put the Mauritanian in for news of the world. Oh mm. God. Now I'm stuck uh, again. It's hard to do that though. God. I have news of the world here. Mm. Um, I do too. I have it five. I do too. Yeah. I had, that's my number. It was my fifth choice, but I might it's hard but, to pull. I it's might, hard to pull that and not put Borat in. Do you think I should honest. put in the Mauritanian there? <laughs> I would. Uh, I know I, it's just tough. This is tough. Like know. this is a nightmare. This is a, and we only have five more minutes on our time here. <laughs> <laughs> so we can get through the other. We can get through the other. I know one thing. I have to watch the Mortanian. <laughs> I haven't. I'm the only one who. I keep quiet whenever you guys talk about it. But it's like, mm-hmm, yeah, I, sure. I, I can tell I, you. I, I, I keep quiet watched. about it too. It's a rough movie to get through, but it is it's it's richly rewarded if you make it all the way through. You didn't keep quiet about it one time. I wouldn't be fretting over this if it didn't do so well at the BAFTAs. Like they liked it better than every other movie when they picked it. I mean it. honestly, you know, I'll be I'm I'll be pleasantly surprised if it gets in places just because of that situation that happened and how bad I felt. So Aww. I'm, I would be happy for. Them. All right. And you know what? I don't care if I, I'm probably not going to do well in these predictions anyway, to tell you the no, truth. I, so come, this is going to be, this is going to be one of the more crazy hindsight type things too. Cause it, cause there's so many things on the cusp with mm-hmm. each category that whatever hits, That's right. it's going to feel like, Oh yeah, duh. Of course that got in. Right. When, exactly. And, and, and Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I just um, now that I have Mauritanian and the father in adapted screenplay, I, I now I want to put one of them as best picture. And so, what do you think they'd like better, Mauritanian or the father? I hope the father. The father, I would think. Uh, but the father didn't get a single guild. I don't think Mauritanian did either. Mm. Let me look. No, it didn't. Uh, I got I got art directors for Mauritanian. Hmm. Weird. Oh, because of that weird dream sequence. That's the only one, but the father got zilch. So who knows? But the father also got the Golden Globe picture and screenplay nom. That's kind of big. Yes. No, that's it. Yeah. Okay. So father, the father will stay for best picture, but I really, anybody listening to this, I want you to know that I'm like, I'm tripping out (laughs) because I'm having a really hard time with these. All right. Let's move on, you guys. Let's go through these quickly because I know you got to, it's tiring and everybody needs to go to bed and all. So we did adapt it. Do we want to do original screenplay next? Yep. Go for it. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll uh, I'll go. We have uh, Aaron Sorkin, Trial of Chicago 7, Emerald Fennell, Promising Young Woman, Lee Isaac Chung Minari, and then this is where it probably gets a little choppy. Um, I have Jack Fincher Mank and uh, Darius Martyr and Abraham Martyr for Sound of Metal as my five. Looks like mine too, I yep. think. Um, what do you think about who's going to win that? I used to think Chicago 7, but now I'm starting to think that uh, Emerald Fennell is going to win there. I, th- I think I she's think- going to win. I yeah. think she's good. Yeah. I think if you have Nomad Land winning picture, I I would probably take Emerald Fennell, but because I have Trial winning, I I have Sorkin. Mm. Cuz I don't think it wins picture without the screenplay. Mm. Um okay, cinematography. Oh, does anybody want to add anything to that? Oh yeah. What was anybody different than that five? I think I had uh yeah, let's see. What did I I don't know what I did differently. You, I have Judas have in the Judas? Black Messiah. Yeah, yeah, you and I have Judas. Yep. Oh, yeah. nice. Which one do you have out then? Sound of Metal? 
Sound of Metal. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sound of Metal. Yeah, but it's coming on strong. It, it is. is really. It's of all. It's it's coming up with a bullet more than any other film, more than any other movie right now at this point. Yeah. Um, Okay, now we're getting to something slightly easier. Cinematography. The Mauritanian. <laughs> you, know <it's> <laughs> you know it's gonna be in every category. You never know. No, I mean it oh. got the best in them. So what the hell? Exactly. So Mank, Nomadland, Minari, News of the World, Trial of Chicago Seven. That's what I have. God, I pulled Minari out last minute. That was one of my last moves. I put I put Cherry Cherry, I think so you say it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from everything I'm reading on Twitter with people's reactions to the ASC nominations. There's yeah. a lot of people talking about how that is, uh, you know, not big fans of the movie, but they like rave about the cinematography. So wow. I, I haven't seen it, but how can I put it be it that good? Um, yeah. I know Tapley has it down cherry. Um, yeah. So he's going for that. I, I'm only picking Minari. I'm terrible at this category. I should say, because I don't, I'm terrible at it. I never get cinematography, right. But, because I'm always like, oh, it looks so pretty, so it should get that. <laughs> but Minari does have, I think, beautiful cinematography. It is. I agree. So, Definitely. Um, I also think that every branch is going to pick the movie that they like more than they pick the most deserving, and they're going to have to not like Minari to put that, not put that there. Mm-hmm. So, because Minari, the so much of it is how it looks. You know, it's such a key right. interest. And that's why, for, based, I do the same thing. I on this using the same criterion, and as I, that's why I have Judas and the Black Messiah for best cinematography, and also because it's Sean Bobbitt who, who, you know, yeah. because he's right. great. Good and call. He did. Uh, he shot uh, Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, and it's yeah. that's also BAFTA nominated. Oh yeah, right. I picked. Um, I showed that to Michael. He came over. We watched that with Emma and him. Judas and the Black Messiah. It's quite good. My my Dominic Fishback um, prediction. Yeah. I was going to go for that. And if she had gotten a nomination from BAFTA that was not jury selected, I think mm. she definitely would have. I think she's great in Judas. Yeah, she, mm. is. she is great. So I wouldn't be surprised if she does turn up. Actually. Um, Okay, costume design, Mank, My Rainey's Black Bottom, Emma, News of the World, Mulan. You guys probably have different ones than that. I don't think I have costume design. Okay. Save it. I, haven't I, thought I, real th- I haven't thought about it much. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, we don't have to go through the lower categories if the lesser. Oh, we can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me just find. Let me find. A... You said Ma Rainey, Mank. What is? What else did you have? Emma, News of yep. the World, and Mulan. Probably. God, not. I pulled. I pulled News of the World out, even though it's Mark Bridges. That was that was a hard last Same. poll, but yeah. the ba- this is where BAFTA did influence me a little bit, and I went with Ammonite. That's what Chris Tapley has, Ammonite. Oh, no. <laughs> so should I put that on there, do you think? No, I don't even I don't know. I don't know. I want to go back to News of the World now. <laughs> I think, I don't know. Mark Bridges is very popular, though, isn't he? Like. Yes. Yeah, he's he's been a nominee a few times i think i want to say uh british spies maybe or something the ammonite guy is also popular in the industry michael o'connor yeah the ammonite guy yeah, <laughs> listen I, to me i run an oscar site the ammonite guy the 40 year old version <laughs> lady <laughs> you know and ammonite was you know because i think what this category is lacking it feels like is that you know other than maybe emma it's lacking that like traditional like period piece outfits right because like mink ma Rainey, mulan i guess mulan a little bit but like mm. that victorian 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, but Ammonite well, oh, fits yeah, that sure. bill. Emma, Emma, yes, Ammonite definitely fits that bill, and so does... So yeah. And Ammonite has beautiful costumes, my God. It does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Visual, I mean, it's probably the most visually stunning movie of the year for me, I think. Um, really, yeah. it's really stuck with me. Uh, another co- uh, possibility might be uh, the autobiography of David Copperfield. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that is right. I'm just gonna bomb out on these so bad. Like, yeah, I think so. I think I will on costume. I don't know. I, I feel a lot of, like even promising a young woman could. Yeah, I was, They just don't ever go for contemporary costumes. Right. What about right. um? Yeah. Is Birds of Prey up for costume? Um. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's got a chance. Um, I think makeup is the one that that one mm-hmm. won last time. But, I mean, I could see costumes. All right, now we're getting know, to the uh, to the meat of the matter here with yeah. editing. Um, I Oof. have Nomadland. <laughs> I have Nomadland, Nomad Land, Trial of Chicago Seven, Mank, Sound of Metal, and Promising Young Woman, and I desperately want to put Minari in there. I I did put Minari in. <laughs> you I did. took Mank out, and it like I have it nominated for like eleven things, but not this. Okay. Well, oh, I, really? Because I have Mank at number one. Well, yeah. he's uh, he's yeah. such a I'll be. I agree. With, I mean, I think Tapley left him out too, but I think that um, he's beloved. Really? He's beloved that director. Yeah. You know? I have Mink winning it. I think. I mean, I'd be I'd be shocked and hurt if Mink doesn't win it. But I mean, I understand why it may not. I have Promising Young Woman as second, in my number two spot, and uh, for some reason I don't know why I dropped. I mean, well, one thing I did really really like about. Uh, Chicago Seven is the editing, but I, I it looks like I changed my, I dropped it, but I should put it back because I do think that it's it's in. The the thing that's going against Mank and 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 Kirk Baxter, even though he is beloved, and I think I mean he's won twice for Fincher Films, um, is that whenever he talks about his editing of Mank, he's just like. Yeah, it was no big deal. I just cut it together. You know, I had a lot of things to pick from. He's he's so unassuming about the oh, way that he talks right. about Mank. Yeah. He is. Yeah, it, and, uh, you know, he talks about, I didn't do any research. And everybody else did copious amounts of research. It's like, I didn't look at 1940s films. I just looked at what Fincher gave me, and I assembled the best cuts, and I worked with him, and that's really, you know. And he's uh, he did a great job. I'm not belittling yeah. his job. I'm just saying he's not advocating for himself very well in the way that he talks about his editing of the film. He's so funny though. Usually editing is the strongest best picture movie. So I have sound of metal, but I got to, I think I got to put Minari back in. That's, that's why I did go with Minari last minute. Actually, I was talking to Clayton about it last night and I think either he convinced me or I convinced him. I, I don't know, but we both at the end were like, we have to put Minari in. Because I again, and I know I've said it like six times, but again, that surge and it just feels like if I, I, I right now I can only see three movies winning this picture, in. and that's one of yeah, them. Yeah, I'm taking exactly I same, and I'm taking so it off. Um, I'm taking off Sound yeah. of Metal. I might kill my. I might kick. No, myself, don't take right? Sound of Metal off. I think it could win. I, I think it could win. All right, I won't take it off. I don't what know. Do I, take I mean, off? think and that's. I'm not taking Mank off. No way. No Madland. I well. I wouldn't take no man lineup. Sound of, think back to Whiplash, right? Remember Whiplash one editing, right? And the, you know, with the same kind of you know drum movie and whatnot and sound. Um, okay, and promising. It just, it, it promising just tied young the critics' woman. choice. Promising young woman is coming off. I could see promising young woman coming off. Yeah, that's probably the smarter one to take off than Mank. But I think I, I think where I 
why I chose Mank instead was I, I guess if I had to pick between those two, of which one could I see winning Best Picture? I think Promising Young Woman has a better chance. So I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's story. what I kind of went with. Where the four that have I think the best chance to win Picture and Sound of Metal. I would normally agree with that, and I think you're probably going to turn out to be right, other than my own personal love for Mang, so I can't take that off. Yeah. But yeah. the only thing that keeps it on for me is the fact that he's so highly revered yeah. in the industry. Oh, yeah. They gave, Good choice. They gave Dragon Tattoo Dragon Tattoo won Best Editing without even yeah, a Best Picture right. nomination. That's yeah. how much they love that, that guy. But I know that's not the whole editing branch. They yeah. Editors generally – I don't see the editors actually liking Mank all that much. Like they don't seem mm. like the kind of people that would, you know. I don't know it, it, because Mank seems to me to me a kind of of all the movies this year, it its structure is the most elaborate of any movie, really. Yes, and, exactly, uh, and, and it goes the, back the structure, and forth between flashbacks yeah. and, and, and. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just gonna say, except for maybe something like The Father, where the yes. editing of that God. is that is critical okay. to I the guess. success of the film right. is the way that that film is put mm. together. Did it get my favorite edited film? It got an editing nomination at BAFTA, right? It did. It did. Fuck. Yeah, the British loved the father. Apparently, (laughs) it got it hit all the right places. Oh man! Which I love the father. I I, again, I I think between the father and Trial, those are probably my two favorite edited films of the year. I feel like it's got a. I feel like if it wasn't for Chadwick Boseman having died, like Anthony Hopkins would be winning that. I'm oh, not saying that it's not Possibly. a great performance, uh-huh. but I am saying that like that's the kind of darkest hour kind of thing that like. Mm-hmm. Um, but not that I. I don't think his. I still think Chadwick would have gotten nominated. I just don't know if it would have been. Um, uh, he would have beaten. Okay, so we're we're down to. Um, does anybody have anything else they want to say about editing? Uh, I just really quickly, anybody who doesn't read the site, um, David Fincher did a really neat thing with, with um, Mank, and, and I don't know if the editors will notice this or if they're ca- going to care. I feel like Mank's going to turn out to be the movie everybody loves to hate pretty soon here in oh. a couple of weeks. But, um, but I think that, you know, they just, for whatever reason. But, um, you know, when you, when you are a projectionist at a mo- movie, uh, if you're if you're working in a theater, which I was when I was in Columbia University, and they mm. teach you when you change the reels to look for the little dot, and then you go, <laughs> no, you do, and then you wait eight seconds, yeah. and then you change the reel, and he's got that in the movie, like it's just yep. so cool, and that's an yeah. editing thing. You had that so. in Fight Club too, I think, right? Where? Oh yeah, I, I don't, I have forgotten that, but I think. But yeah, Brad Pitt. But Brad Pitt like splices some porn into kids' show or something in that film. Oh no! And does he also, talk about yeah, it in it, there? What's that? Does he talk about it in that movie? The dog? yeah, in, in Fight Club, there, which is Fincher also, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a scene where he like points to the screen, and the 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 whole the like black hole goes up there for the reel to switch, and oh yeah, that's he splices right. he splices mm. like a quick porn shot into a kids film, and they don't they're not sure what they saw, but they think that's they right. saw something. That's <laughs> right. That's scene. right. I remember that. I I do, but I I think I wasn't when I saw it. I hadn't been a well, maybe I was. I don't know. But um, so anyway, I think editors might appreciate that is all I'm going to say. But I do think it's going to turn out to get a lot of hatred, you know, just in general. Because it's like a white guy movie. And so there are very few of those that they oh, can just unleash their Jesus. hatred on. <laughs> Plus, it's your favorite movie of the year. So that, that gives right. them an extra reason to hate it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they'll be cheering, rooting for it to fail. <laughs> Makeup and hairstyling. I have Mank, Hillbilly Elegy, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Emma, and Pinocchio. And my alternative is Birds of Prey. Yeah. That sounds good. 
Yeah. 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 And Emma is my alternate. Okay. Production design, Mank, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, News of the World, Mulan, and Emma, Alt, Mm. The Midnight Sky. Um, This is a... At last minute, I kept Tenet in here, and the reason I did is there's like a... The one stat that I might be like, I don't want to say famous for, but like known for is that um, the visual effects winner is like almost always nominated for production design. It's like 16 out of 17 winners were also nominated in the last Mm. year. So I had to keep Tenet in there because I still have Tenet winning best uh, visual effects. So I added that as my fifth and kept uh, Emma and Midnight Sky on the outside. All right. I'm going to do that too because... And who's going to pick Emma for anything, honestly? But um, yeah, it's a shame. I mean, it's right. beautiful to watch. I, mm. I think it's absolutely amazing, but I just don't feel like it's going to be at the top of everyone's list. Not that I think Tenant will be either. I know, know. and and Tenant, I had in a few categories that I, like score and cinematography and editing that I've since moved it out of. So it was hard to leave it in production. But the stat, just so you know, for the stat, it's seventeen out of the last twenty winners of visual effects were also nominated for either art direction or production design. Well, what about that one you guys were talking about, the Chechnya one? Is that going to get in for production design? No, no, no but it, but that's that's if Tenet doesn't show up in production design or visual effects, then I'll switch to Chechnya. That's my that's probably the two gotcha. at that point for me. Alrighty, original score. I'm trying to move this fast because I know yeah. time, time's ticking yeah, down here. Um, original score: Soul, Mank, News of the World, Minari, and Tenant. What do you guys think? I would love for that five. I pulled Tenant out for Midnight Sky though. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna do it right now. It's tough. A Tenant was probably my favorite score. Well, Minari, but aside but, from Minari, Tenant was probably my favorite score. But isn't it the same guy that always does uh, Christopher Nolan movies? Uh, I don't. It's Ludwig Göransson, which Howard mm. Shore, I think, did Inception. I want to say mm-hmm. right. you're right. I think you're right. And yeah. who's doing so Midnight know. Midnight Sky? Uh, Alexander Duplass. Oh yeah. yeah, of course. There you go. <laughs> it's hard to leave him out. All right. So song. Speak now. We could skip song. Yeah. <laughs> Let's skip song. I don't know anything about, <laughs> know anything about the song. Who cares? Let's get down to sound. I have Sound of Metal, I have Greyhound, I have News of the World, I have Soul. This is a hard one for me, actually, Sound. I have Soul and I have Tenant for Sound, but yeah. I'm not sure about any of these, honestly. I had the same the, I think those, that sounds good. I think Sound of Metal will win, don't you? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah I think so. I had the same first four you mentioned, but I again, I pulled Tenant out of just about everything, and I put Ma Rainey in there just for the fact that, like, you know, you know how musicals used to get in sound mixing? They were, like, yeah. the easy pick mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I was going with the Ma Rainey pick. So I don't know. That might be a bad choice. but I did that, and then when they didn't get a Cinema Auto Society, I took it off. I know, but they got the sound editing side, which I did. I thought it would be the other way around. So I was yeah. kind of mm-hmm. shocked yeah. by that. But All right. Visual effect. Does anybody have anything they want to say about sound that I'm missing? Does, is there no chance Mank gets in there? I have as my own. Oh, I think Bank will get in. Yeah. yeah Mank's I thought you six. mentioned it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who That's would you. My what, six, what do you dump if you're going to put Mank in there? Right. I hope not Greyhound because Greyhound was one of my favorite sound films of the year. I mean, News of the World might not get in there. Yeah. A lot yeah. of gunshots, though, and so, like, like sound effects. I that don't know. one shooting scene 
in the mountains. That that seems yeah. like very sound. Is that the only one, really? There's one really yeah. long extended one that's very sound like. Because remember, yeah. it's the sound editors too here. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, okay. Soul tenant tenant I. Tenant, I feel like is not going to get in. I just feel like people don't like the movie, and if they don't like the yeah. movie, they're not going to predict it. That's what I'm afraid of. So um, I'm going to put Judas and the Black Messiah in sound. Ooh. Because there's a lot of sound in it. It's probably going to be wrong, <laughs> but um, but there's a lot of shooting and and okay. loud. Not just that the the ambient sound of, of of things in the background and the 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 room sounds like and when there's groups of people gathered for his speeches and everything is excellent. I mean the the, the spatial dimension of it is just so authentic and real sounding it just sound, it's it's really unlike the sound of any movie i've heard i've heard for a long time yeah i think that's a really good choice and it you know, has, it's an excellent I, choice I, I, real quick though before we go on from sound i just want to say and i know this will probably be annoying because you guys don't like it but trials of chicago seven i think um i, I watched it again last oh, night i'm putting that in a, there that's going to get in there yeah giving it another set uh round one of the things i was looking for as i was watching it were things like production design sound the, the bubble things that could it get in and um, there's some really, really good sound work with the, you know, all the rioting going on and you can still hear the dialogue. The sound mixing, I think is mm-hmm. it, like, if these were still separate, I would be picking that for sound mixing for sure. They, um, they used that, uh, oh God, what, a medium cool. They used medium cool as an inspiration for the sound. Oh, wow. Yeah. An excellent inspiration. Yeah. And, and they, um, I interviewed them and they yeah. talked about, this courtroom and how every time Franklin Jilla talked, they amplified his voice because he was the ruler of the courtroom. And so they reflect that in the sound design. Mm-hmm. That's pretty Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also the rule we shouldn't forget is that when you have a favorite movie yeah. that like, if you weren't trying to pick the movie that was directed by a woman for best picture, Chicago seven would be the front runner right now, considering how popular it is. So it's, right, it does make it sense. That, well, <laughs> I'm just saying it makes That's sense it. that the, that the sound people, the crafts people, the okay. sound and they would, it would be in there. I don't I'm know if it, it, yeah, that's a tough one. I was thinking about taking out soul too on that. I take it I'm going to take it out and put in trial of Chicago seven, just after saying that out loud and you saying that I, so what I are the five you have it. now? So now I have Sound of Metal, News of the World, Greyhound, Trial of the Chicago 7, and my Dark Horse one would be Ma Rainey's. Oh, yeah, you have Ma Rainey, yeah. All right, I think that's a good choice. I don't know what to do in sound. I'm just, it's hard. All right, visual effects, uh, Tenant, Midnight Sky, Mulan, Welcome to Chechnya, and the one and only Ivan, which I have in there because of Chris Taplin. God, I watched the trailer for that just to get an idea because it got the BAFTA nom, and I, I mean, it is... I don't know. I don't want to say anything mean. So I'll just say I don't have it in my five after okay. seeing that. All right. So what, I haven't watched the movie, but I don't know. You might as well put Doolittle in there as far as I, I noticed that you had that, but I actually don't even know what it is. What is it? What, it's a Disney it's a Plus Disney. movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's got a lot of really incredible animal stuff, right? Oh, yes. I, and I Angelina Jolie has been stumping for it for whatever reason. Is she in it? She a voice? I think she might be a voice of a character. She's been talking about it for a long time. So did you leave Mank out for Ivan? I don't have Mank on my visual yeah. effects. No. Okay. That's that's the one I have instead of... But I, I, I just def- default to Mulan in all these categories, a movie I have not even seen. So I don't yeah. know how if Mulan is impressive in terms of yeah, visual effects. Yeah, it is, effects. visually. Okay. 
you know, production it, design, no. visual effects, costume. I don't think it's in for visual effects. I think costume and production design, but right, maybe so, score, but not visual effects. So if I take out Mulan for visual effects, what should I put in there? Mank? Mank. I think yeah, Mank. I would. I would too. Okie dokie. So animated feature. <laughs> this is a, I have one that nobody's picking. So we have Soul, Wolfwalkers, Onward, ear, I Have Earwig, and The Witch. You guys probably don't have that. You probably God, I hated that movie. Is it bad? <laughs> Oh, I thought it was so bad. All right, then I, I'm taking I, it out. Putting I think it the, I don't know. the Willoughby's I, is much more likely. Yeah, the Willoughby's seems to be a popular sleeper here. Did anybody else see Earwig? Because I don't want you to pull it out. I didn't see I didn't it. Like it. I know. I was only picking oh, it no, it's, because... It's so... I thought it was so bad. And I usually like Studio Ghibli. Ghibli, I can never say it. That's but, why I had it um, in there. That's the only yeah, reason. that's... And I had it there, too. And when I... It's actually on Hulu or HBO Max, something like that. And so I checked it out. But, oh, my God, it was bored to death by it Shit. So. all right so uh okay so i, I don't picked... don't shoot me if i'm wrong though. no it's okay i just went with the status quo here i'm gonna have to go back on gold <laughs> derby and change all these i think that I, I do think listeners will like this conversation though i think it'll be fun for them to hear our yeah. process of yeah um mm. i know i'm trying to hurry i'm sorry um okay so... no you're fine We're... so it's what did you have so my final five is probably like everybody else's soul wolf walkers onward the crudes over the moon yeah. Yeah, same five. Yeah, because that's Universal's only opportunity other than Trolls World Tour. But I think they're 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 really working on um, crudes. Okay. All right, documentary feature. I have Crip Camp, which nobody else has, but that's produced yeah. by the Obamas. Okay. Yeah. So, my <laughs> octopus teacher, Time Collective, Welcome to Chechnya, and then I have All In as an alt. I know this is a yeah. hot mess. This category. This I think a tough one. You're missing Dick Johnson is dead. I know, but what do I take out? Um, time. Um, so Crip Camp, Time, Collective, Octopus Teacher. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Chechnya. There's nine. There are nine. This is my toughest category of the whole thing. I still have nine films that I could easily see All in. in this. God. I have, I think, the same five you have, except I have uh, All In, The Fight for Democracy. I have that in there and Crip Camp out because... Stacey Abrams, but is Obama, behind, Barack Obama. Is, I, yeah, but who? Who? I know. Listen, I. But so many people want to give Stacey Abrams credit for like Biden winning. <laughs> so I know, but it's, who? It's who? Who do they give credit to more? <laughs> Barack Obama yeah, yeah. or? St- well, look at it this way: Barack won his his last year, right? For uh, I know, but he and Michelle college. have been all over the place. Yeah, stumping I know. It's a it's a good pick. It's a good pick. So, okay, I hear you. I stared at this list yesterday for so it's long. So I just, yeah. and I stared at Dick Johnson is dead. And I said, that's never going to miss. That's never going to miss. But I could not find a place. Time, maybe time gets out. No. No, time is in for sure. What, what, were, I, I, I'm, what were your five? Can you say them again? I missed. What? I have Crip Camp, My Octopus Teacher, Time, Collective, Welcome to Chechnya. Dick Johnson. Well, you know, that's my number six well, is one that I like along with Boy State, which I God, I loved Boy State. But yeah, that, what uh, is that movie, Boy State? What is that? Oh, I loved Boy State. That's the one on Apple. It's What's a it Clinton about? thing. Bill Clinton. Is right? it really? Boy yeah, State I thought he's involved with it because I was looking okay. at the um, at the ads that Apple bought for it. And but what's uh, it about, though? I it's have no idea. a bunch of it's a bunch of young Democrat. Or, I'm sorry, young Republican boys in Texas. They go through this um, 
comp- political competition, uh, I think it's every year, where out of hundreds of boys, they have to like decide who to elect and, and, and they get into these like political battles and they have these agendas. It's, um, it's hard to explain, but it is very scary to see the future of the Republican party. Basically. Wow. Yeah. Sounds it like, to. sounds like more formal version of Lord of the flies. Yeah, oh, it really, yeah, that's a great, that's a great comp. Yeah, I think that, I will watch it then. It sounds oh, it's, good, but it's, I it's not going to get, I, I know, but it's not going to get, it's not going to get in here. It, it could, I have it. It's, it's my eight right now, but it, it's, it's the one I'm rooting for. Okay. What about <laughs> collective? Collective is in for sure. I think it's yeah, really, sure. uh, that about runs it. like a narrative. <laughs> Sorry, um, what, did truffle hunters make the short list or long list? Yeah, is it they in? The, did. Okay, yeah. yeah, I think that's in. I think yeah, truffle, a lot of people have truffle hunters. <laughs> There's not eight it, slots though. It is such a hard. No, it's the hardest category. <laughs> it's the hardest. <laughs> they really should expand that, uh, best documentary. They as, should. You know. It's ridiculous. What about Welcome to Chechnya? For sure, yes. In. I loved it. I, yeah. I have it in. Yeah, I, there's no way that misses, yeah. especially hard. if it's getting heat from other guilds, like from you know VFX. All right, right, time is probably not getting in, right? It's the most like zeitgeisty. Of, I know, but of, they a lot of times they leave off the zeitgeisty one. You know. Yeah, that's a good point. The the doc branch oftentimes does leave out the favorite, like uh, yeah. Apollo. What was the Apollo eleven? One? Who would have ever uh-huh. figured that? Right. You know, yeah, Apollo eleven and the Jane Jane Goodall one was also left out the year before that so yeah right. i could see they have a history of that so but what is time about it's <laughs> about a i think if so i saw it a long time i saw it a few months ago i think so it was about a black couple and a, and a, the man the man is in jail and doing time and she's trying to get him Freed, I think. All right, if, that's, that's in right. for sure. Yeah. That's in for yeah. sure. All right, let's just move on. That's a mess. <laughs> yeah, that's in for sure. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's so. produced. It's produced by um, uh, by Lorian Powell Jobs and uh, Davis Guggenheim. Yeah, forget it. That fucking. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that is all the way there. All right. So international film. Another. This is a little yeah. bit easier. But it's still kind of hard. International film, yeah. another round, the two of us. Collective again for a double nomination. La Llorona and Quo Vadis Aida. What do you think? Should I take out Collective there? I did. Um, I, I kept it in documentary, but I took it out of international. And what do you have? Uh, What's yours? And I'm, I'm no longer here from Mexico instead, but the other, the other four I have the same. I'm gonna put a. What is a? I'm no longer here. What is that? It's a. I, it's a Mexican. It's a Mexican one. That's one that uh, Clayton talked me into. I think, but the one that I think a lot of people seem to be talking about is Dear Comrades. But I. Tr- I tried to watch it. It was so rough. <laughs> I would add. I would add two. I would add the two of us. That would be the yeah. one. I, yeah. I, had two of us I have that on there. Though. Oh, you did? Okay, sorry, yeah. I missed that. I... No, that that got a lot of praise. Um, yeah, okay, good. The two of us, but uh, I just need to know what the 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 Clayton one. I'm no longer. What's that about? Uh, let's let's read the synopsis. Uh... Getting down to the end here, guys. Just a couple more categories. <laughs> No longer here. All right. Then. Is- I'm no longer here. In Monterey, Mexico, a young street gang spends their days dancing to slow down cumbia and attending parties. After a mix-up with a local cartel, their leader is forced to migrate to the U.S., but quickly oh. longs to return home. 
Oh, Meh. God. Sounds depressing. Really good. I tried to make it sound interesting. <laughs> no, it sounds really good to me. We're not going to be uh, able to predict this because nobody ever no. can. Right? Is, yeah. Nobody yeah. can ever predict these. These uh, okay. foreign and documentary are impossible to predict. But I'm so I'm just going to stick with the one I had, the collective again, which sure. is probably not going to get in. But they're different branches, you know. It could happen right. if it's that good. Um, okay, so animated short I copied from <laughs> from Chris. <laughs> because I haven't watched them. I, I didn't do it. I, I usually do every year, but I found that when I watch them and I think they're really great, it doesn't really help me at all because I say, oh, this is the greatest one. And then it doesn't even get nominated, you know? <laughs> so, um, and Chris just watches the, uh, the trailers, um, but he's good at it. So if anything happens, I love you. The snail and the whale out, which looks really good opera and one called yes, people. And then burrow is my alternative. Um, I think one mm -hmm. of these I picked on my own, that, and I think Chris has Burrow on his. Uh, yeah, I have, I have Burrow as well. I would tell you, um, half of these I was able to find online, mm -hmm. um, including Out. I think Out was on Disney, I want to say. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I could spend the next few hours watching all of these, and um, I probably I should. Like I like I like watching them when I when I can, but it's hard. It's hard. It was hard to find these in the live action. The doc shorts were really easy to find, but yeah, I have. Um, I'm so busy. Like I have to take Emma to the airport tomorrow, and then the scripters yeah. are tomorrow night, which I've agreed to watch, but I don't really want nice. to. But, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, just looking at uh, the winner of this category, just remember that if anything happens, I love you is executive produced by Laura Dern. Oh, oh. Yeah. and that and that's a pretty good one. Yeah, like it's it's very hard to watch. Very, <laughs> it is very hard. Oh, I know it's like it's about a um family whose daughter has gone to school and got and shot. Oh, God. these yes. are all so like again they're gonna set you know it's like you need a mental health crisis line <laughs> to deal with these movies. <laughs> Can they just give us a break? <laughs> oh, God. All right, the documentary short. I have Speed Cubers, Call Center Blues, Hunger Ward, Do Not Split, and a concerto is a concerto. I have my alt as Colette, which I really wanted to pick, but oh, it's so good. Is it? Yeah, this this I was actually able to see all ten of these, and I loved almost every single one of them. Yeah. There was only one that, I, and They're I'm not gonna say which good. one. But... They're always good. Oh God, the Speed Cubers. Check that one out on uh, that's on Netflix, and it isn't too long, but you'll you'll love it yeah um i, I, watched, I have uh I, only I one I, have, I did watch was the call center blues or no the, the abortion one whatever that one was yeah that's uh uh abortion helpline this is lisa yeah i watched yeah. that that was depressing watch try to find a, a concerto as a conversation uh, that was probably my favorite of the group and uh it's, it is just a, it's is it, a beautiful is it called film and a concerto is a conversation not a concerto is a concerto uh, no, it's a concert as a conversation, oh, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's what okay. uh, <laughs> that's what Scott Feinberg has as a front runner. Oh, he does too. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. That and the Speed Cubers and Colette, all three of those. I, I mean, I would love to see any one of them win. What about Hunger Ward? I put that fifth, but only for the fact that it feels like I see, I, I get emails about it. Like they're they're pushing that one hard. What about Call Center Blues? Um. It's good. It's okay. real, it's good. I mean, all of these are good. That's the hard. That's the hard part. So with that's this. the one you don't like is call center blues. I'm gonna no. Put, 
All right, yeah. so if I have Speedcubers, Colette, Call Center Blues, Hunger Ward, a love song for Latasha, and a concerto, I have to take one of those out. Which I mean, one? your guess is as good as mine, but uh, I would the ones that I would definitely put in. <laughs> I, it's there's like four that there's no way I could take out, which is concerto, Speedcubers, Colette, and love and love song is the one that I'm not strong on, but I think this year you it's. It's yeah. going to be one of those you have to vote for kind of deals. All right, Call Center Blues is going out. There. I loved Call Center Blues too. Oh, though. Hunger no. Ward, Hunger Ward is the one that I would probably take out, except that it's, except they're pushing the hell out of that one. It feels like they're all really good. All right, they are because they always they're are. Just, so Speed all, Cubers is about Rubik's Cube people. Oh, it's fantastic, mm-hmm. and the kids in it are, you you'll fall you'll fall in love with the two kids. One, they're two competitive kids, and one of them is like this icon in the sport. And the other kid has like I think it's odd. I think he has autism, and he can't. He doesn't. He's he's struggling to communicate and get along with people until he discovers this, and then he becomes like the best of all time at it, passing his mentor. And they have a relationship, and it's 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 a it's a beautiful film. I would highly recommend. That's Speed what Chris Chris was going on and on about it too. He loved. Yeah. It. Oh God. Um, That's, it's between that and Concerto that I would probably be rooting for at the end. But Colette is a heartbreaker too. Holocaust uh, survivor. Well. Yeah. Her, yeah. Her her husband was killed in a prison camp. I'm gonna um, try to uh, watch all these before I I before Sunday night so that it, I don't know when I'm gonna be able to do it, but I'm gonna try to so that I can. You know, be a little bit more informed. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Okay. No, so some some people will just wait for the nominations and then start watching yeah. them, and that's usually what I do. But I was able to find all the docs, so I just kept going. Honestly, for me, the past few years, I have been watching the shorts, and I love watching them. But it yeah. has not helped yeah. make me a better predictor. I have to say. Yeah. No, I know. So, that's true, um, but you should do it anyway, Sasha, because you yeah. you love them so much. You I know, do. It, They're may, all it, it really makes you good. fall in love with with, the, with movies all over again when you see them. Every year yeah. when you talk about them, they're inspirational to you. So They're you should just watch so them for good. that reason. I, I know, oh, I have, and they're always because they are the category in the Oscars. I think that still cares about actual quality, and they really right. do care. Yeah, um, all of them are great. Okay, last one: live action short. I have the Human Voice, which is probably going to win. The yeah. Letter Room, Two Distant Strangers, Dai and Bitu. Mm. What do you have there, Mark? Um, I had all of those except for Bitu. I have the present. Yeah, that's my alt. Okay, I I will I will admit the only one that I've seen is Bitu. Oh, if that's if that's how you say it, which was really good. Um, but reading the synopsis right now because I haven't seen any other ones, I'm just reading synopsis synopsis and going with, you know, and then the human voice is like the one that everybody's talking about. So that's going to win. That's Alma Dovar with Tilda Swinton. Right. Right. It's wonderful. It's great. Is it? Oh, you saw it? Yeah, I saw it oh, months ago. I I, um, yeah, I need to she's, see that. She's amazing. It's, I, I think she has, she's just her. Really? Um, and she's, okay. and she's, it's her and her dog um, oh. saying goodbye to the, her ex lover. Um, it's great. It's totally Almodovar all the way. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, I loved okay. it. I loved it. So I have a feeling that's good. How does that lose, right? Yeah. Um, see that. Probably going to win. But uh, anyway, okay, so I'll switch the present, which I have no idea what it is, with Bitu. But after this, 
weekend. I'm going to at least try to watch these because it, the live action are always my favorite ones. They're really? all good, though. They're all okay. good. All of them. Documentary and animation. Like, I wish there was just an Oscars for the shorts. And they just yeah. didn't even have a part of this. Like, they were their own Oscar race. You know, and they had screenplay and they had directing and they had all that um, at a separate. I think that's one way the Oscars could um, evolve is they could have separate Oscars for documentaries, separate Oscars for the shorts. Right. The shorts, I always yeah. thought, would be uh, good to, to put on with the... Um, scientific uh oscars and the honorary oscars but don't just push them aside you know air that somewhere mm -hmm. yeah right. absolutely and they they do the great thing about the shorts is they do show them in the theater after the of course they can't do yeah. it this year but yeah and they do yeah. make money you know they do yeah. people go watch i always them. i always pay to go see them <laughs> yeah i love it and they're great i yeah. highly recommend them you're right yeah. that most of them can be found online it's only total laziness as to why i haven't watched them <laughs> And being busy. Uh, you got time. You got two months, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. That's true. But I shouldn't have. I should not have postponed it this long, but I did. So, um, all right, you guys. I have kept you long enough. This was too long, but um, I appreciate you staying on with me. You know, we could talk obviously for another hour, but um, but we won't. So, <laughs> um, thank you guys, and hopefully we'll check back in after the Oscar nominations on Monday. Right. Maybe we'll do. Maybe we won't wait an entire week. Maybe we'll we'll see if we can do a midweek podcast or something. If you if ever if, if if anyone can. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. We'll see. Time. Yeah. Even, even if you guys want to do on Monday, like after they drop mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, that'd be. You know, while, still, while everything is fresh, right? While yeah. we're still while we're still yeah. crying or whatever. All right, you guys. It was nice talking with you, and you uh, too. we will catch you yep. later. And good luck with your predictions. And I hope it mm, goes well. Thanks. I hope we, we do really well all the way around. And happy belated birthday. No, yes, happy belated birthday. Old lady, old lady. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Talk to you later. Bye, all. Bye. Hey, Ryan. Good night. <laughs>